0: Okay, guys, this episode of Kind of Movie Critics is in support of Truce, Healing Your Heart After Disappointment, the newest book by world-renowned author and heart healer Rob Hill Sr. It's actually the fourth book in his what I like to call uh, How to Be a Better You series. Uh, Truce is actually a look into the process of finding peace within yourself after heartbreak or disappointment. If that romance didn't work out the way it was planned or if that dream job you're in now feels like a nightmare, Truce can actually be your guide out of that place of doubt and restore your faith in moving forward through trust, resolve, understanding, clarity, and evolution. You can purchase Truce by logging on to robhillsenior.com. That's robhillsr.com. You can also buy Truce or any of the other titles in Rob Hill's catalog by uh, logging on to Amazon. As always, we can't thank you enough for your support of the kind of movie critics and the guests that take their time to, you know, come here and have these conversations with us, because it means a lot to us, okay? All right, peace and blessings, and enjoy the episode.
1: Please be advised, the The Kind of Movie movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. spoilers. This This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy.
0: Yo, yo, this is Treezy.
2: Martin DeMell, man.
1: And I'm Young Leezy.
0: And we're the Kind of Movie Critics, man, uh, here for a... uh, Pan and Scan episode, man. Uh, she's got to have it. And uh, we've got two of the show friend, fan, favorites. They're Framily. Uh, framily. KMC
1: Framily. i oh. Framily. I'll say, framily. I'll, take, I'll say that. I don't
0: even know. What, what is that even a mashup of? Oh, oh that, there it is. That was good. That framily. Easy. That was good. Framily. <laughs> <laughs>
1: framily. So the voice, your love, your voice, you're hearing is Miss Rashika. Hey. And you may remember her from our episodes about Insecure and Girls Trip. And to her right, we have Mr. Rob Hill Sr. Yes, I'm in here. I'm and in here. you may also remember him from our Insecure episode. You know, Rob, famous and shit. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you should already know him. Yeah,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. Rob, in between uh, Insecure and, and and this episode, you dropped a book, man. Truce. I did, man. man I how's did. It, how's I that did. doing?
4: Uh, thank you for for for, for uh, supporting Truce. Oh, for sure. Uh, Truce is doing well, man. Um, thank you, Rashika, for supporting You're Truce welcome. too. Pretty know I book. know you support me, Martin. I know you support me. No, I, I, uh, I don't yeah. read,
1: but I'm gonna read your book. <laughs> you I said, should. I know you support me. Yeah, you know <laughs> I, know what I saying? support you. You <laughs> don't have I, to. All, I, I it, paid it to get in your party over you the weekend. I ain't even. Paula asked
4: for the hookup. <laughs> you support <laughs> me. I support you, beautiful. But Truce Truce is doing well, man. I I feel like it's on pace to be my most successful book. Um, and that, that's good for, for where I am, you know, it's my fourth release, you know, and it it seems to be connecting, you know, um, I look forward to talking about the book more Mm -hmm. and I haven't been doing that, um, purposely, but, you know, give some, give people time to read it, to digest it. But I I do plan to have more conversation about the topics.
0: Right. So do you want to give kind of like a, like some quick, uh, I guess a synopsis or like a rundown of what Truce is for anybody who's interested. Like, you know, when you flip over the back of the book and you read the back of the book, you want to give us the back of the book real quick? Uh, Well, Truce is a book about healing after disappointment.
4: And in healing, I I tried to break it down into five phases or or five pillars. Trust, resolve, understanding, clarity, and evolution. Um, Trust being, you know, the decision to trust yourself um, and also the choice or the willingness to trust someone else. Uh, resolve being the attitude we have once we meet disappointment Mm. Um, the point at which we realize life is a little bit more difficult than we thought do we have the resolve to continue towards what we really want most Mm. Um, understanding is you know having an understanding of what works for you your strengths your weaknesses what makes you smile what brings you peace you know what calms you, um, and also what angers you, you know, just general understanding of yourself uh, really, really, you know, support strong relationships. Uh, And then beyond that is clarity. And to me, clarity is, uh, you know, the vision you have for your heart, meaning uh, these are the type of things and people that are good for me. And these are the type of things and people that distract me or cause me to lose balance. Right. And clarity is, um, if I make this decision, I know the outcome. Mm. Right. And it's, it's just, you know, being clear about where your choices lead you, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause once you understand, you know, what's on the board, you just, you're responsible for how you choose. Um, and then evolution is the cementing of the process. It's the action step. It is the, you know, everything's not going to, click into motion mm-hmm. you know it's the thing that shows it's going to be processed day by day you might see a stop sign before but every time you see it it means stop mm. and it's necessary every place that is necessary you know so this book just has those reminders
0: nice. uh, good no I, and you know i i knew what the acronym stood for just because you know choose has been an acronym that you've been kind of uh Ruffling around for a couple of years. Well, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say a couple of years, but yeah, two years. Oh well, yeah, years. yeah. Okay, okay. I wasn't. My we'll time frame is all 2016, messed up. Twenty sixteen. Right. 2016. So I was familiar with it, um, but I thought even more so. Just it was just perfect timing. This particular episode, I thought some of those elements of truce could really be sort of infused into our discussion, because it sounds a lot like you know, uh, in a sense, you know, Nola Darling is is when we're talking about she's got to have it goes through some of this, right. you know, sort of parallel or adjacent uh-huh. or what however you want to state it. Um sounds like she goes through some of these things that you may actually discuss in your book. So yeah. you know, I, I thought it was just a good little platform for, you know, to kind of get a parallel discussion going on here, man. So let's do it. Yeah, let's man. do it. So we all know what everybody's here for. Uh the Thanksgiving release of uh Spike Lee's Now f- well that's not his first television series is it mark
2: I think so yeah right yeah. I mean te- oh, technically
1: well. if you like if you don't count like what is it um when the levees broke which is more like a docu series I would right. call that a TV series and what's the other one like if God is willing and the creek don't rise like other than that yeah, I don't yeah. think of any like actual series what, that he's what, done
0: what was Sucker Free City was that, a, no, TV that was movie? a that was
2: a TV movie
0: and then he had something called the brick right or something like that I don't know anything. Okay, maybe know. not. So we'll just say it's his first. And if he's wrong, I'm pretty sure Spike will hear it and tell us how he feels about Pretty much. Uh, how we feel about it. Um, but uh, his, you know, Thanksgiving, Netflix release, She's Gotta Have It, 10 episode uh, extension of the 1986 She's Gotta Have It film, which was his first feature film that actually put him in the game. So. Uh, yeah, let's get straight into it, man. The synopsis of She's Gotta Have It for anybody who hasn't seen it.
1: <laughs> if you pull up IMDb, it's like the story of a woman and her three lovers. Like, that's pretty much it. I <laughs> yeah. was like, okay, Generally. I don't have anything cool yeah. to say for real. but uh, That's
0: honestly it. Yeah, I mean, right. And
1: it's, and it's an ad, it says that it's an adaptation of his movie right. from, what year was that? 1986?
5: 1996,
0: 1996, yep. I was five what? years old. Jesus. Yeah, I was four, going on five. Oh. No, you don't have to, but baby. Look at your
5: prettiest Ian. I was the oldest.
0: But um, first of all, let's let's talk about the overall series as compared to the overall movie. Right? Did you like the series as a series, or did you like this movie as a series?
1: Um, I did. Uh, I I definitely am a fan of the movie. I used to make collages and shit, like I just was obsessed with Nola darling as a as a teenager, but um I definitely am a fan of the movie, and I was excited to see what Spike was gonna do with that universe, and I definitely wanted to see what happened to these characters after the movie so um if anyone has watched it, then you know that the first episode basically gives you all the exposition from the movie except for like one scene which he circles back around to at the end, but it it kind of starts you off to establish who these people are a little more fleshed out than the movie in a shorter time span, interestingly enough. And then I just, I really wanted to know more about them and, and what their motivations were, which he changed some of them. But, like, I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I really like, I like, um, I did I did like it as a longer piece. You know, it was a lot more character development. It was a lot more time for me. I didn't like really any of the guys except for Mars, in the first one, that's only because Mars was so, like, relevant to the culture. You know, he's kind of like the birth of the sneakerhead sort of, you know, thing. That's how it felt to me. I didn't really, you know, I... He but was is, like that, the, is that
1: like a chicken or egg thing, though? Because, you know, for those of you who don't know, like, Mars spawned, like, a whole Jordan campaign that character lived on outside of that movie. Yeah. As Spike Lee, Did you, did you come in contact with Mars, it's got to be the shoes, or did you come in contact with Mars... Um, please, baby, please. Which one was first? I think
0: she's uh, got to be the shoes. Yeah. So, yeah. so you
1: knew him from sneaker culture, and then you learned him from the
0: movie. Y- yeah, I yeah yeah. That's how it went from. So me. So you probably was already liking
1: personally. Mars before you watched the movie. I would think.
0: I I was familiar with. Him. I didn't really have an opinion about. it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, it's not. You know, the commercials ain't long enough to really. I really like this fucking guy. You know what I mean? It's just—it is. What <laughs> I it mean, is. he's iconic, though. Right, right. He's definitely iconic. That's that's for sure. But the rest of the the other characters really fell f- kind of flat to me. In you the know, show, or the movie, the movie. movie. We're talking about the movie. Okay, the movie. So yeah. I like that the the fact that the show. What, let me just say, the, the, not that they fell flat. None of those people were tangible to me. I don't know anybody that's like, you know, Jamie Overstreet or Greer Childs in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I definitely
1: know Negroes like that. I know oh, all three okay. of them in real life. Yeah. Oh, wow. From, from the movie, I, I definitely know all three of them mm-hmm. in real
0: life. Interesting. Okay, so I feel like I know more guys like that are in the TV series, though. Like, the, the renditions of them in the TV series, I I feel like I actually know guys like that. But the movie one, I don't know. It was Anyway, that's, that's my take on it. I just like that the character development... Was a lot more substantial, obviously, because we have ten hours as opposed to an hour and a half.
1: Right.
0: Spike had a shitload more money, I'm sure. So <laughs> you know you can. You and
1: We can, have color grading. Yeah, <laughs> and, and all of
0: that good stuff. So, um, you know, I, that, if I had to pick one thing, that's what I like. And even Nola too. Like she was way more extensive. Yeah. Uh Way more. The Wonder Wires is, so is, is so freaking gorgeous. Fine. She's, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No disrespect, but you know, to her husband or her, but. She, right off the bat, I was like, I got, I don't care if this is, if this is shitty. I'm watching all 10 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah. So, I, I like that about, I like that about the series. Anybody else want to chime in? About the series?
1: Well, how do you feel like it compared to the movie yeah. overall? How do you feel well, about it? I didn't it?
4: finish watching the whole movie. Okay. I just figured I was on Netflix when Trees told me. Mm. Um,
1: <laughs> so
5: now, you weren't familiar with the word? That's most people. I was born
4: yeah. in 1987. Okay, so you so, missed the film. Okay, was that Shane Rob? No, <laughs> it was just I was hoping y'all excuse my lack of knowledge right. about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I just wanted to be upfront about I'm not that hit. So, so this you was know? your
1: introduction to that universe. This was
4: my introduction to all of it. Okay. okay. Uh, this I was like, oh, this is where they got Mars Blackman from? Okay, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I did not know that. Okay. um I came prepared to admit that. Really, but you, re- <laughs> you
0: remember oh, it, it him? It just dawned on me what he just said.
1: Yeah, he knew. He oh, knew. Oh,
4: that's interesting. So you
1: knew Mars Blackman from the Jordan campaign, but you yeah, didn't realize yeah, his his origin story. Exactly.
4: Oh, uh, I would have not We're known that gap. this was Spike's first
0: film in that regard. Wow, that's impressive. That's actually something you never I never think about. I always right. thought that people know of him at least in this film. Wow. Well, I noticed that in a
4: lot of the marketing too. It was kind of assumed that my generation like just knew. Mm. but you know, even you, Lisa, you say you were four or five? I was
1: six, yeah four six. or five, I didn't even five. Watch it. Five. Right, so yeah, I didn't technically watch it at you would have been. I watched no it as a teenager. <laughs> but listen, damn, technically
4: no 80s baby would have been watching it.
1: But I do but remember to release
4: it on Netflix, like you releasing it yeah. to 80s babies. But I do, right. but, yeah. but I do remember, I
1: do remember the character from the Jordans. To be fair, like yeah. I did know that character before I watched it, same as Treasy So, right. um, but I'm not a sneakerhead, so like
5: I yeah. was just saying, I never owned a pair of J's. Me either. Oh wow, I, I've never owned a pair. Like of I got my J's. first
0: pair eighth grade. Mm. <laughs> Really, one of the only pairs that I have ever owned was the Spitz Ikes. Like the, the really? yeah. So, yeah.
3: should have re released I always those. just thought, like, he did. I for for just the show, like, oh, Spike no, oh, Lee I was
4: so. real lit, and then him and Michael Jordan just started. <laughs> like, and then Michael Jackson was like, oh, y'all, we're gonna all hang out, and do a commercial.
0: Spike and direct it, we'll just play. I- Fresh, you think, know. I think the freshness of what he bought to she's got to have it, and the perspective, the black perspective, and then how he dressed yeah. and everything. I think that's what sort of helped Nike. I don't know. Did Nike commission him, or did Jordan seek him out? How did that? How did that work?
4: You're the person who would know.
1: I might yeah.
0: be
4: diverting this whole thing, but I I, <laughs> I figured it was just more.
0: More compelling
4: to just be honest about it. Yeah,
0: no, no, that's That's good. No, it's a good teachable moment. Yeah, yeah. Because if if you don't know, then I'm I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening that don't know. But just to bridge the gap, yeah. Uh, Mars Blackman first showed up on She's Gotta Have It. And not too far after that, he was commissioned by Nike to start working Jordan campaigns. So that's where their friendship started. Uh, but the, you know, if we're talking chicken or the egg, it was definitely the movie first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, it's just, I mean, when you look back at the way he dressed in the movie, it's completely silly. Biker shorts. Oh my God. Fanny no, packs.
1: listen, when me, me and our Rashika's mutual friend E were watching the movie cause she had never seen it either. Mm-hmm. And we watched the first episode, then we watched the movie and then she finished the series on her own. Right. I was like, bro, why they all got on these little like, teeny ass pants? Terrible, like, fam. like Jamie had to, he had on like some Bermuda shorts, but they were dumb tight. And terrible then Mars fam. had on like full on 1975 it's basketball shorts. And I'm like, yo,
4: back what's in the day good? They used to wear spandex though. Yeah, right? that's what it, yeah, was. Yeah, was. it, was. it was. Spandex biker shorts. shorts. Yeah,
0: like we, we back in that era, man. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> why <laughs> we can't? Why
1: we can't get that back? F. Gray sweatpants I mean, with biker no,
0: shorts. No. <laughs> it, I mean, I mean, we kind of <laughs> look at Rob's face. He's like, I'm not looking. Yes, you (laughs) leave. You know what's crazy though? It's probably coming back. It's coming. It's probably coming Mm -hmm. back. Yeah. I
5: mean, the little Jean City, right? Yeah, in the city, they weren't anything.
0: That's that's crazy. (laughs)
5: His (laughs) face. Rob's like, y'all can have that shit. (laughs) What
4: city? I'm New York City. (laughs) Nah, I understand. I
0: understand. Rashika, did you have uh, any thoughts about the series that you like? Things that you like? (laughs) I think,
5: like, to your point about the um depthness of the characters to mm-hmm. go f- further right especially i mean with adding another person we'll talk about but just making sure like we get more of the characters mm-hmm. was really good in comparison to the movie right um it was you know the movie ended in what 60 something well, how long was it 86 80, 80, minutes yeah. so like that. just to um Make sure like she has more into every person that she's dealing with, even her family. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, You're
2: right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Martin, um, with me, it, still, I don't really like one above the other. Like, I like the series. <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> I like the series because it's more. The characters are more fleshed out. You get more time with them. But I also kind of like the movie because I don't feel like the series need to be like ten episodes. I thought it was like four <laughs> episodes too long, just mm-hmm. in my opinion.
3: Yeah.
0: I can see that. I mean, I can see a case for that. There's some, there's some storylines in there that they pro- we probably could have done without. But we'll we'll get into that as, oh, as, as God, we get yes. further as we get further into it. But just to be clear, overall, I I really appreciated the series. So, um, all yeah, right, I like that. It yeah, good, definitely good content. What did we hate about this series? Or not hate? Maybe that's a strong word. What, 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 could what we was my without? least
1: favorite things? So, uh, political messaging, he did some things really well, mm-hmm. and then he did some things that I was just like, I don't need you to bang me in the freaking head. That whole, like, 10-minute montage about Donald Trump, I was like, yo, like- oh, He played
0: with the nuclear code. Yeah. Which is a real song. It's a real song. Right,
1: I know, mm-hmm. but I just was like, okay, we get it, fuck Donald Trump. <laughs>
0: yeah.
5: It made me yeah. sad all over again, like- yeah, like the day after the election, um, I was like, I, "Yeah," because they brought back stuff, and I was like, "Oh, we were sitting around looking just like that." Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I felt—very yeah. heavy and like gloomy.
4: I think that's why he shot it. I did. I—I yeah. I can't say I enjoyed watching it, but I definitely understood its value. Mm-hmm. It was like, feel this again,
3: right? Yeah. Like
4: let's not forget Mm -hmm. you who would watch this show feel Mm -hmm. this again you know Mm -hmm. what i mean right and we are
1: definitely his target audience and i you know i think he's reintroducing these characters at this time very specifically to us because we're more open to understanding the characters and their motivation but i didn't see how it moved the story for it and like having the having this story set against the gentrification of brooklyn right because you know Mm-hmm. that's that's the world that uh, Nolan Darling lives in I totally that worked mm-hmm. really Gentrified well
3: Gentrify Brooklyn Gentrify Brooklyn was being a
1: the, the, you know a, a side plot to what's going on worked really well and I think he did it in a way that was really brilliant and not very heavy handed right. and, it, and it helped to flesh out Nolan Darling and help you to know like about her beliefs and what was important to her great I don't the whole Donald Trump thing, it didn't move the story yeah, forward. Right. It was super heavy handed. And yeah. I'm like, You're punching me in the throat. Like I I get it. Right. Well keep, let's keep in point.
0: perspective that Spike hasn't had a project since. since yeah. Since so this is his opportunity in. to yeah. say what yeah. he wants to so, say. So, yeah. you know, he's he's gotta get because, you know, especially knowing what's coming up, you know, mm-hmm. like the black Klansman, you can't address it there because that's a period piece, right? right? So you can't address it there. So this is his modern day. Canvas to really get as if we didn't know his opinion already. I right. Mean, if you're on social media, you know his opinion. But I I, I would say that that's why it's forgivable for forgivable to me, because this is the first, you know, canvas that he's had the opportunity to express exactly how he felt about Donald Trump. Um and then also I I've just come to understand you have to really uh, look 30 years down the line, 20, 30 years down the line when it comes to him. Um because a lot of stuff he was able to reprise from the original, she's got to have it like the imagery with the still frames and, Mm -hmm. you know, Brooklyn, you know, vying for it to be a Republic. That's something that he's, he's big about now, you know, the Republic of Brooklyn. That's like part of his vernacular Mm -hmm. all day, every day. So, you know, some of these things he, it seems like uh, he always has his finger on the pulse and, you know, he doesn't mind talking about it while it's in the moment. And, You know, we're probably gonna see the effects of it and how detrimental it is to who we are today or who we will be 30 years from now because of what he said today. Yeah,
1: like zoom, 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 zoom. You can zoom out. And, and have a bigger picture. But right now, because we're in it, it, it just felt heavy-handed. Yeah. But I mean, that's just my opinion. It was, And I felt like it went on too long. And I was well, just the like... Well, playing
4: the whole song does does, does feel kind of long. Yeah,
1: he played
0: great. the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> he, played, he played the whole song. Right. Like
4: it faded out. Yeah, You got to see Rob face, fade, face it,
0: it though. Yeah. It yeah. Rob he, played <laughs> <song>. <laughs> he played the whole song. He played <laughs> the whole song.
4: Because <laughs> you know like you might occasionally have your phone in your hand, you're looking down. Yeah. Like... This, this is the third I'm not you know Netflix got the feature you can skip the intro I'm like did they skip the intro song <laughs> He's so right Yo,
0: uh, oh, yeah. that shit that, that made me that's an too. amazing feature but oh, I watched I, it every yes. single
1: time on that show
0: Well I I hit skip intro and the shit would just skip the little like prince jump and then we would go into the other intro. And I'm like, fuck, I want to skip this, too. Oh, he must have been
4: smart. <laughs> he,
0: skip both yeah, intros, motherfucker. But when that that episode, I was like, what? come on, man. Yeah.
4: But I, I, I understood it because I watched it more than once. But. Right.
1: Speaking of the intro, um, things that I did like, I, I was very excited to see if he was going to keep any of the original score from his father. And mm-hmm. when I saw that he did and he kept the theme music and then he reinserted like, all of the songs from the original score. Mm. I was very excited You're about right. that. So to say, like I sat and watched the intro every time. That was why, because I really like
4: that
0: music. That intro, yeah, that music. Yep. And, and also,
4: I, I will say, kind of. I don't want to say hate, but I, I mean, I am left with the question: like, wh- wh- what is what does Nolu really want? Mm.
0: Oh, y- you mean uh, okay?
1: All right. So you what, feel like he didn't answer any questions.
4: Well, I-, I feel like she was very adamant about not being controlled, which was great, but in a sense she kind of had control over those guys, and she was aware of it Mhm she was calling it you know free will, of course um but it it was it was different you know um so but my thing was just. What do you really want out of this? And if it is, you know, to just have this situation, um, you know, I think that was honest, but I didn't really get what she wanted at the end.
3: Right.
2: So, so that's I thought it. it was supposed to be she's choosing herself rather than choosing one of these three, like in the Oh, movie, but we knew that
4: one. by having yeah. three, right? Yeah. Well, no, we <laughs> well, didn't no, because yeah, it yeah, ends yeah. differently
1: yeah. than the
5: movie. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't watch the movie. Yeah. Uh, no. yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah,
4: but yeah. my thing is like, if you got multiple options, then you
5: Choosing yourself, always. right?
4: You, you know what I'm saying. Like if you if you go to a buffet, you, you're saying that you're already choosing yourself. If you go to yourself. a buffet, you want to eat multiple things, mm. right? Like right. The logic. When you, you have that. multiple options, you obviously are choosing yourself. Mm-hmm. You're choosing the things that feel whatever right. needs huh. you have. Well,
0: come on, well, relationship well. guru. So, well, I mean, well, <laughs> but but we'll see. But so there was a so we might as well just jump into it then. And there was like when she had the whole big exhibition. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she went to her therapy session mm-hmm. talking about that. That's where she, the, the therapist sort of broke it down. She was like, you know, you let, you spent your time trying to put out these fires, mm-hmm. you know, because you care about the destruction of the fire. She was like, just let it burn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, so. Why do you think she said just let it burn? Because it is about choosing your, it's like, like, What's, what's going to happen? You know, what are you trying to protect from happening? What she are you built, salvaging? She built yeah. a
4: house out of matches. That's why it's supposed to burn. Like, mm. you, she, she, you invite all these people in your world. You bring them into your personal space because you have to control the environment, your loving bed, whatever it is. But you invite them in and you don't tell them what you want. You just say, be here. So if you're not painting them, they don't know what to do. It's like dizzy energy, you know? But they are men, i.e. They want to contribute. They want to be there. they want to. So what she did was she didn't tell them what she wanted. I'm not blaming Nola for anything. I like her as a character. I actually like her more than any of the people she chose. I like her
1: in the series more than I like her in the movie. But
4: what I'm saying is like when it kind of came to a head at that event, it -hmm. was like these people don't know what to do in your life. You don't know what you're doing in your life. People can't even pick it up from your art. Much less the people trying to love you.
0: See, I thought in the event they weren't invited, they all ended up getting yeah. coming there. Well, Opal was invited
4: because Opal had a kid. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Okay. They weren't invited. They weren't invited. Yeah. So they just kind of like asserted themselves in there once they sort of found out. Well, they out found about
4: out and the, they wanted to show her that they cared. Right. But she. It wasn't that type of thing with her.
0: Okay. And
1: it never think. dawned on them that she hadn't invited them, so they didn't need to be there.
4: Right. But they were thinking that if she did invite him, it was kinda like you didn't invite me because somebody else, you invited Another somebody guy. else. Yeah. You know, but her thing was just like, I'm and I probably as a creator, you're just thinking about enough stuff.
3: Mm.
4: Let me just see how it goes. I'll tell you about it. It's gonna be pictures and cameras. You know, uh, you've seen me paint, you know, just let me post it in front of people by myself, right? Mm. She could have had that thought. Hmm.
1: She may not have wanted to have the criticism in front of them.
4: Because I, I
1: I could see that being me to say, like, let me figure out how to deal with the fallout from whether or not people actually care about what I'm creating
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, by myself and not have to, like, I don't necessarily need you to prop me up during that moment or have to explain how I'm feeling to you. Like, let me just work through it by myself. Well, let, let me jump it, out yeah. here and take this risk. You don't have own. to come
4: on opening night or hanging it. It's going to be here for a little bit. Right. Just let me do this night by myself. And again. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very clear that she was choosing herself because she didn't explain that on the forehead. You know, when you kind of like trying to create a space for somebody and you're caring about them, you want to tell, like you're trying to think about the feelings they may have, right? Mm-hmm. She wasn't doing I that. Got it. You know? Hmm.
5: I think the. That's a cool, chamber. Session. I might be
4: trying to make this deep. But I'm not. No, I think yeah, it is deep. I think deep. it's relevant, yeah. yeah. I
5: think the session went after when she was with a therapist and she said, let it burn. It was more so be present in what. You work so hard for, yeah, at that the, the event, yeah. Right. So opposed to just just let it burn and don't be concerned, but instead you have everybody show up,
3: mm-hmm.
5: and you can see it on her face.
3: Mm-hmm. You
5: see it when she was talking to other people that was interested in her work. So the after the therapy session, I'm just thinking to her like, "Dang, that was her big moment." But she was removed from it. She wasn't even present.
4: Because mm. she don't. she's not clear about what she yeah. wants. If she was clear about what she wants, she could be present in the midst of those distractions. Mm.
0: He's right. Well, that's very true.
5: Yep. So, it was clear.
4: You know what I yeah. mean? She wasn't clear. That's why they. I feel like they were so distracting. It's all distracting. And that's why you got to burn it to distract.
5: Right. <laughs> you know
4: what I <laughs> mean? Like,
5: you got to burn it. <laughs> she was
0: like, get that junk out of here. So with her not being clear about what she wants, right, in your opinion, do you feel like that that's a do you could, do you assess that as like a flaw in the writing or just like is this kind of like, is this true to life? Well,
4: no, I think it's great to have a season two. Okay. You know, I, I think that it didn't kill the story. We obviously know that she desires something. She may not be clear on it, but we've all been at the beginning of a journey uncertain.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: We just want to get somewhere. Okay. You know, and I see that about her, and I think that the more successful her art, becomes maybe the more balanced the relationship. You know, she could be one of those people who, who just, the scale is leaning on one side. Right. You know, it's clear that her art is the primary focus, not the relationships. This is all comfort food, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I think once that is satisfied, then we get introduced to a new Nola all over again.
0: Mm.
3: Okay. Well,
4: I'm here for that, Nola.
3: <laughs> as long for as it's DeWanda
4: Wise, you're yeah. here for Nola. Listen. I think I think we, we we get a new person. You know, I, I enjoy her exploring the difference between the three guys. You know, and then also Opal. Um,
1: I I definitely enjoy DeWanda Wise as Nola more than Tracy Camilla Johns. Tracy Camilla Johns Nola just felt very selfish in a way that wasn't as forgiving. Like. Mm. Um, it's very obvious that she got different things from her three lovers in the movie, um, and then it, I think that it was very like face value. This is what I'm getting for you. Like it's Jamie's character is very much like um, I love you and I'm gonna do whatever I can to please you. Right, so he's the obvious choice in the movie. Right, um, and then Greer, well, he had
0: old face though.
1: He did. That nigga he's very a face good. It in the movie <laughs> yeah, he had a fu- he terrible. What did what did say about Jamie? was like, yo, he got like a, a fucking they six piece chicken McNugget. Chicken McNugget. head.
3: yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah and I don't know if Spike
1: cast him as like he's not the most attractive guy, right? Right. Because um, as E and I were watching it back, she was like, yo, Spike was kind of cute back in the day. I was like, I don't know, mm. but whatever. So she was like, he. <laughs> she said that he looked better than Jamie. And uh, then Greer was he was very handsome, and you know he he lived like a, a life of like lavishness and opulence. And then Mars appealed to her sense of humor, right? Mm. So I think that um, the changes in the character motivations in this one took away from the obviousness of who was a good mate for her in terms of like um, being in love. Mm. And it was weird too, like in the original, she kept telling Jamie she loved him and would not say it to the other two. Did you mm. notice that?
0: I, I I didn't pick up on that.
1: Yeah. No, but that's
0: but that's interesting. Why right, you think that was?
1: Um, she probably did love him, but she wasn't ready to let go of her other two dudes. I don't, yeah, she probably did. Because that what that's what she was getting. Well, from. Jamie's
4: the one that buys art. The other two don't buy art, right?
1: Security. Not in not in, not, not in the movie. Oh, okay. Not in the movie. So um, I guess we can we can move into that. Jamie in the original um, was just a renaissance guy. He just was like, he did all the very simple things that women say that they need. Like he took her on picnics and like he approached her the right way. He came at her like a grown ass man. Like, and he took care of her when she was sick and mm-hmm. he just, he was very into her. And for whatever reason, she still needed attention from these other men. In the movie, they, cha- they changed it to where, um, yes, he—he he was, a, in, I guess, he was an investor or whatever. He had a mm-hmm. lot of money, and he was her sugar daddy, and um, he was married. Yeah. So Jamie didn't really have any baggage with him in the movie, in the way that he does in the show. I was he about was to say
4: so. He's not married in the original.
1: No, no.
0: he was no. the per- he was I, I he was honestly, the kid. he the was the one. Yeah, yeah like per- they, like they that would have been too easy of a setup. Like, so I'm glad they kind of bought a little bit of conflict. In his, you know, his, it, the fact that he is married because he just, he was an alley oop in the movie. So he yeah. would have been an alley oop in the show had they not have made mm-hmm. him married and intangible to her.
1: Made him know. more complex than he was. He wasn't very complex. He just was a sappy ass dude in the movie. Yeah. But I would, I will say this though like, them changing that character's motivation from like, I'm unhappy in my marriage and this woman is exciting to me, right? And she needs me in a way that his wife definitely didn't. Right. Um, it made me shift in who I thought was the best mate for her because originally um, Mars is like carefree, like just very immature dude, um, played by Spike Lee in the original. And this one, to me, like Mars had the better personality qualities. Out of the three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very loyal. He was the one that was always looking out and showing up for her. He wanted to make sure she was good. But he wasn't stable financially was really it. And he made her laugh, which women like, right? But he wasn't, st- he wasn't stable financially. And he-, he was the fun one. But I was just thinking out of the three of them, like he is the least bullshit with him.
4: Mm-hmm. It definitely mm-hmm. seemed like he was the pick. In- Mars. In the show.
1: In the mm-hmm. show? I, I think so, too. I think so, too. But in the original, I would not have chosen Mars. I was yeah, like, this guy's a joke. Like he was to
4: pick. If she yeah. was going to pick someone for, like, where? Because Greer, I don't know.
1: Okay. So, in that, too. In the movie, Greer was a narcissist. Yeah, he was real bad. But he wa- it, He wasn't. This guy was in the series was so over the top, and he was effeminate in a way that Greer wasn't in the movie. Okay. And yeah. I was just kind of like... Bruh, Rashida has something to say <laughs> the,
5: Well, the his just his demeanor was so oh it was feminine. hmm I couldn't take him serious. Mm-mm. I don't know if it was because he was speaking French, but <laughs> <laughs> um then he just was just out of this when he showed up with the Johnson on the outside of the pants. Yeah. And just all oh, this weird wild. like humor. <laughs> and I'm just like, who is this dude and yeah. why? And, like,
1: so a lot of the scenes in this in the first episode of the series are, like, scene for scene, like, shot for shot remakes of um, scenes from the original. And one of them is, like, when they show her and Greer having sex for the first time, he, like, is such a narcissist and so concerned about his appearance that he stops to fold all yeah. his clothes before yeah. they have sex. Yeah, that was funny. So in the original, he does that. The scene doesn't go on nearly as long. Um, but like when he was walking to her yeah, fucking growling and, and shit, I
3: was like, oh, no, what was woman terrible. finds I mean, that, that was attractive so I no him in his face? I'd
0: have been
5: like, be like, like if you don't fucking me stop that. growling to hell. Yeah,
0: that was horrible.
4: That was so I couldn't know, get no dude no
1: ass after he growled at no, me. Yeah, like, like,
4: <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. like, who did that work for?
1: I don't oh, know. No. That was just but Martin, oh, you brought up like some of the dialogue was like a little stale for you.
2: Yes. Yeah, to no. me like with spike. One of the things I didn't like about this is, I think, I I agree with his purpose, I think, in a lot of his movies, is to, like, preserve black culture, because Mm -hmm. black culture is something, and hip-hop culture, too, is something people are always forgetting, like, even with the Post Malone thing, it's like, people are always, like, not remembering black Mm -hmm. culture. So, with this, of course, episode nine, with all the, uh, all, like, the black entertainers and I cried at the end of that montage. Oh, I I love that montage. But it's and he's also preserving Fort Greene a lot too. But it, it he's beating me over the head with like a lot of these references, and sometimes they just feel unnecessary. Um, he's like
4: gonna he teach can't you something. Think of yeah. else right there you
2: or see, Keenan Ivory Wayans yeah, go message. Yeah, he's preaching. He's preaching to the choir though, because I've seen a lot of his movies, so I understand all these references. Oh, Half okay. my family's from Fort Greene, so like when they talk about like the apple in downtown, I know what that is. LIU from uh, and Moss, I know what that is. Like when I was five it's I made like yeah. mm-hmm. I right. made like Snow Angels in that park where they have like the uh, Fort Green Park in mm-hmm. the credits where they show the kids in the snow. Like I did that. So I recognized all this stuff. And they in like the first few episodes he really beats you over the head with like all these Fort Green references mm-hmm. and I thought it was like too much. But I mean, to somebody who's not who doesn't recognize that, it probably isn't as bad.
1: No, and I think like that's where I'm sitting as a consumer yeah. who's not a filmmaker. Yeah. So I know like you as a filmmaker, and then someone who's had that experience. You're like, I don't need all of that. But a lot of that was lost on me because I don't ha- I don't have that nostalgia being pulled from me.
0: Right. Yeah. But see, then again, uh, see uh, again, this is one of those things that 20 years from now, it may, it may make more sense because some of these landmarks. I mean, I. So, every time you go to Fort Greene, is something different.
2: oh, absolutely, a lot less black people right so
0: <laughs> so, twenty years from now, some of these landmarks and some of these things that he references may not mm-hmm. be there, so yeah. all you're gonna have to remember them by is a conversation from she's got to have it in a or piece of art
1: but to, to your point of art. to your point though, talking about looking at it thirty years into the future, he started talking about gentrification back and mm-hmm. do the right thing when mm-hmm. the white guy shows up and he steps on bugging out sneakers, yeah. and he's
5: like, "I was
3: born in Brooklyn like. Oh. <laughs> right. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I mean, like he started the conversation there, and then like you know his concerns came to fruition. So like, yeah, yeah. I, I I totally get what you're saying. There's value in that. Yeah,
0: but but I but I I honestly I think it's a rock and a hard place with Spike, and he chooses the art right. Like mm-hmm. like he can either be very subtle or he can be very in your face about it, and you know, and then it makes sense to you later on down the line. And I think he just chooses like you know. There's there's nothing subtle about you know black people not being here anymore. There's nothing subtle about this. There you know there's nothing subtle about uh, Donald Trump being in the office. Like so I'm not going. I can't fight you know gratuitousness with subtlety. You know what I'm saying? That's like, fair. Um, so I so I think I I'm just starting. To, I'm just really learning that like he chooses the art and he's like a real artist where it's like. I, but I also respect people that are very subtle too, you know, like filmmakers that don't assume that they have to shove it in your face in order for you to get the point. I do. I respect those just as much as I respect that. You know, right? Um, it fits Spike because that's his that's his temperament in, mm-hmm. in, in, in filmmaking. But but I but I do hear you though, Martin. I'm, I'm I'm with you on that. And I think if I had more references to Fort Green, it'd probably get on my nerves too. Um, but
1: maybe yeah. maybe Fort Greene is meant to be a character in the series.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, Fort Greene's an interesting place because it's like it's right next to downtown Brooklyn. So a lot of people who like might work in Manhattan that don't want to pay like Manhattan prices, they move to Fort Greene, and that's how it becomes gentrified. That's like the same thing that's happening in Williamsburg too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I kind of and his office is actually like I don't know what street it is, but it, it's forty acres and a mule is actually in Fort Greene. Mm-hmm. So I get why he has like. A stake in preserving like Fort Greene culture and stuff, but nobody's doing like tours of Fort Greene, like that never happens, right? And even, even like the gentrification, like the I don't know her name, the white lady who's like mean to uh, was the mayor it like Brie or, or something like that? Yeah, it's like white people aren't really like that in Fort Greene, they kind of just mind their own business, like every other New Yorker.
1: So, uh, I don't know about that. So, <laughs> <laughs> what he was talking about, um, I used to. <laughs> we won't talk about who I used to work for, but he came to have give a chat with one of my former employee employers. Um he did like a him and Charles Barkley came and sat down. And that was one of the things he talked about in gentrification. He was talking about how people don't respect the culture of the environment that already exists and then they're wanting to change it so much. So there's a character that he introduced um in the series who doesn't exist in the original universe named Papo, who is like um you know he's a he's a neighborhood fixture. The mayor. The, the mayor. He's obviously yeah. a throwback to to, to do the right Davis, thing. Right. Ozzie Davis, right? Yeah. So, um, it, it's kind of like he's he's part of the culture, and he's part of the family of the neighborhood, and then this gentrifier moves in and she finds him to be an eyesore. She's not accepting of the culture that's there, and he he's talking about that from that perspective. But he shared a story um, when he was on the stage talking about how his father. Um, is a musician. That's what we know about um, Bill Lee. And that, you know, he he practices music and he's playing his instruments and he's creating all the time. Someone moves into his building and is, like, calling the police on him all of a sudden because the culture that was always there, they're wanting to force their way in and change it. So I think, like, that was just a, a, a different representation of the same thing, just using visual art with a homeless man instead of, like, you know, your neighbor being noisy mm. and trying to displace the people yeah. that are there to say, like... I'm here now and you need to, to change your world to fit around me, which is like the the mind of a colonizer, right? And that's really right. what it is. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. colonialism. Yeah.
0: Very, very good point. Very good point. Circling back around to Greer Childs, though, Cleo Anthony, um, he was extremely metro.
5: Like, I don't yeah <laughs> like is that
0: would you guys classify him as metro? A
5: european i'm because metro european. he he yeah, surpassed, surpassed that, that completely surpassed metro. extremely european so
0: so you feel like that's a european th- like yeah, yeah i think that gender
1: i think that is
0: it? Never mind.
1: our perceptions of gender are and, and you know not to not to get super deep on any social ideas or anything like that but um People thinking that gender is is like you're born that way. Gender is learned, and the ways that we think about masculinity and femininity are different from culture to culture. Mm-hmm. So that's what she's saying. In a European setting, like maybe he's not perceived to be as feminine because what we think about in terms of masculinity is something completely yes. different than somebody in France.
0: Oh. Yes, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't look at it like that, but that's that's a very good point.
1: I, I totally mm. get where she's coming from, but right. it's it's like you're effeminate, but not in a way that is, um stereotypically like what we would say is someone is gay. Right. It was just kind of like acting like a girl but in a way that is perfectly acceptable for a man who is not an African American man. Like it's just not what we're used to seeing.
0: Get you. I gotcha. Well I, I was just more so upset because um, you know in doing my due diligence and research I, fi- I found out uh, apparently it's not a secret. Cleo Anthony is from Portsmouth, Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the guy who played Greer Child. So I was just like, you know, out of all the brothers in the show, you gotta <laughs> have a nigga VA from dude. VA. Okay, from Virginia. Shout out to Virginia. Uh playing the extremely wild, hard to watch ass narcissist narcissist character. He was so called, but uh, but I, what I will say, like, all right, right off the rip of episode one, I was not a fan of him, but mm-hmm. as the series progressed, I saw I, you know, I, I saw him making a genuine effort. Yeah. You know, um I, I started I started liking his character a hell of a lot more as is, I liked all of them this one was a lot harder for me because at, at the end of it I feel like they all had very redeeming qualities I felt like um nobody really did any real fuck shit Mm-mm. you know what I'm saying they all they they were all really cool dudes in their own right you know in their own capacity so for me it was it was a lot harder for a clear cut case of who was the better for Nola um mm-hmm. uh, just to your point that you guys made before um Which, uh, I mean, you know, we can just get into, like, the parallels between uh, the characters. You know, talk about DeWanda, DeWanda DeWanda-wise, Nola Darling, as opposed to uh, Tracy Tracy Camilla Johns' Nola Darling. Which, dope. So that cameo, uh, Tracy Camilla Johns' cameo, when they were, when she was at the show, Mm -hmm. and Nola Darling came, you know, the original Nola Darling came to her and was just like, you know, I just wanted to show my love and respect. Mm-hmm. And DeWanda Wise's Nola was crying. Did did any of y'all feel like that that scene was like almost like an improv like Spike almost
1: Probably. He hit. brought her he yeah. brought her on set and she if you follow DeWanda on Instagram, there's like a picture of them together and she was like, "I cried." So like yeah. meeting her Okay, so this is the thing, though, right? Mm-hmm. You've seen Red Hook Summer, and we know what happens to Nola. She becomes right. like an old church lady. Right. I want to know. See, this is why we needed somebody from the show here. But yeah, <laughs> I want to yeah. know, like, in this version of um, do, of um, lady. she does Red Hook Summer is horrible. Don't watch it. Um, <laughs> it, it yeah,
0: it is. Teary. Sorry, Spike is trash. It's
1: horrible. But <laughs> it's and like Nola and Mookie showing up is like, why are we looking at, at Nola and Mookie now? Yeah. But like. We know that in that version of um, of the story in the Red Hook Summer universe, that Nola Darling is an old church lady. I want to know like how she got there, and I'm curious if she continues on that trajectory in the series, or if that's just where he puts her in that world.
0: Yeah, I would imagine that's that that's it. There's no more other reference to her. I mean, because you can't, right? That's not. uh, Does hmm. Dewanda
1: Wise's Nola Darling like still end up like
0: an old church lady? I get what you're saying. This is yeah. like Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah, like how shit. did she get there? Yeah, I get you. I get you. I don't know. That's that's too much of a mind fuck for me. I can't really think about that <laughs> right now. But I get exactly what you're saying. Um, but yeah, I, I just I I genuinely like that moment, even though her temperament and crying and all that didn't really fit to what she was doing mm-hmm. in the actual show. But I just felt like that this was a genuine moment in real life yeah yeah in real life and that's what i took it as and i and it stuck out to me because of that because even the dialogue was just real weird it was, it was like, yeah, up. It was yeah up. <laughs> i'm just i'm just here to support yeah. you know nothing you know it was like that was that was real and the camera just happened to be rolling mm-hmm. sort of thing uh sort of the passing of the torch i guess um moment are you are you guys familiar with what moment it? i'm yes. talking about
5: at the, ga- at the event
0: at the yeah. event okay um,
4: she said, "I just wanted to say I'm a big fan."
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan, and yeah, that was just a that was just a weird moment. So, um, but it was really dope. So let's talk about it, man. dewanda Wise, outside of being outside of being a cinephile and knowing who Akira Kurosawa is, and obviously you know some references to Rashomon that they throw right in your face, um, <laughs> right in your, <laughs> face. in your face, smack you. Yeah. A couple uh, times. Who who like? Let's talk about Nola. Let's talk about her improvements. Let's talk about, you know, everything that we liked about her here. I guess I'll start. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love the fact that I don't remember in the original her being or them alluding to the fact that she was an artist. Yes, I did. They she was did. a
1: layout, pasteup up artist. But that's, like, not a thing anymore because okay. we used Adobe for everything. Oh, <laughs> so right, 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 right. That's why I said when I was little, I used to make collages because I was, like, so impressed with Dewanda. Du- uh, Nola.
0: Right, you're right. You're she right.
1: had you don't remember she had like all the like her drawings and stuff she had like up on the wall?
0: No, I do remember now. Now I do remember. um, it just it, I guess it wasn't as much of a mantelpiece in the film as it as it was here um in the series. You know, obviously that's that's kind of like the crux of who she is. She's an artist. she's an unapologetic artist. Her artistry gets her through a very, very hard time of, you know, what happened in episode one. Which, to me, right off the rip, that's what, as soon as I saw that scene, I got excited. Like, my wife had never seen the original either. And she kind of walked in um, right before that scene happened. And because of that, which she... Which one, which one? The, um, oh, I'm sorry. The scene where Nola was leaving, uh, what, what was the friend that got the... Uh, she got harassed? Yeah, when she got Shemekka. harassed. Shemeca. Yeah, when she was leaving Shemeca's, and then she got harassed, and she, the dude was like... yeah
1: she Shemeca's or Clarenda's? One of them
0: the the one that got the fake ass. Shemaka. Okay, yeah, she was leaving <laughs> Shemeka's crib, and um, and I mean it was uh, anyway. And then she got <laughs> and then she got harassed, mm-hmm. and um, and the dude was like, "Yo, well, fuck you, bitch," mm-hmm. and all that other shit. And that really gave me a nice little hotbed to explain to my wife, you know, what this was, because um, she didn't really have any reference. And um, I found it to be a really dope moment because you know, us as men, sometimes we don't really. We can't visualize how these, you know, the pressures that women have to go through um, in, in these particular like cat calling situations or things that we've kind of like normalized. Think of as as, yeah. Yeah, that we've normalized. So it was really cool seeing it. Not cool, but like, yeah, it, was like it was unsettling. Yeah, it was unsettling, but it was good for me to see it because it's like I'm I, that seeing it like that, I'm able to put a clear line like I don't fuck with that. Mm-hmm, you right. know what I'm saying?
1: But it, it for me like that's never happened to me, but what has happened to me is like I'm walking through a club and I'm and I'm not paying attention to you and I've had a man like grab my arm like and not let me go. And mm-hmm. like I don't in that moment my my homeboy's in front of me and he keeps walking and I stop and I just don't even say anything. I just kind of look at my arm and look at the guy and look down at my arm and eventually he was just like, fuck, what am I doing? He let me go. Mm. But like, that is a thing. And I, I mean, that's not the only time that I've ever had that happen where someone's grabbed me or like, but in terms of them just like holding me so tightly that I'm afraid, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, men don't ever have to think about that in terms of like their existence and walking through the world and navigating the world, it's like I need to be intimidated by other men, like right. grabbing me and possibly raping me.
3: Yeah,
0: that's crazy. I mean, it's just just to see it. It gives it a little bit of a different texture um, than just hearing about it, or you know, not saying you don't believe it, but it's just hard to, if you don't have an imagination, it's hard to visualize. Did right? you,
1: Rashika? Did you think that what she, what the way that he wrote that scene and how it played out, that that was a realistic scenario? Very much so.
5: Yeah.
0: Like has happened to you sort of yes. realistic? Okay.
5: The grabbing, the name calling. the. It's funny because like she said, you can be just nonchalantly doing your thing. And then if you, I don't know if it's an ego thing or something, but if you can't acknowledge or you're not present to somebody's talking to you, mm-hmm. then it's a verbal assault. Right. And that's scary. Like yeah. a man who's
1: bigger than you that you know can physically harm you is cursing at you. Right. Like, that's I didn't whack. hear you. Right, or I don't want to fucking talk to you. Or that, right? Like, or I don't. I, I do owe to you. you my attention. Yeah.
0: Or yeah. That. Yeah. I, ego. I, I guess. It, I guess there's a, that's the only way to classify yeah. it as an ego thing. I mean, I you know I'll be the first to say I don't think I think guys, uh, you know, j- just like anybody, you know, they don't like rejection, mm-hmm. you know, and and I would imagine that maybe that's a form of rejection. I don't do that because of that. You understand what I'm saying? Like I don't do that kind of. I don't engage in that kind of shit. Because I am scared of rejection, and like I don't, I'm scared of looking stupid too. You know, yeah, looking right. So it's like you know, I don't even involve myself in that kind of manner because I just don't want to look dumb. Um, But I would imagine that's kind of that is the root of it. Like guys don't want to look stupid, afraid of rejection, and that's how they, yeah, yeah, Yeah. they embarrassed. He grabbed her as if he thought
4: she would know that he was joking.
1: You think so? Hmm.
4: It was just an interesting moment to me Hmm. in that scene, like. I mean, of course, once he knew that she was serious,
5: mm-hmm.
4: he then cursed her out. He was like, uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I don't think he felt as stupid because that was a stupid action, yeah. you know? But I think it's important to feel stupid when you do something stupid, mm-hmm. okay? Now, some people might say that that's shame, but my, my thing is shame that makes you correct something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's supporting you. I yeah. don't know. Hmm. I'm not saying shame should kill you. You know what I mean? But my thing is You got to feel it. You know, if you do something smart, you should feel smart. I don't know. I'm not saying superior, but you should feel the consequence of the action. Mm -hmm. And if you did feel stupid, great. At the point where you're harassing people, I would just thought these guys was weak for doing stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I really have no tolerance or understanding for it. You know, because what you get out of cussing a girl out because she didn't speak to you? What you get out of barking right now? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) She wasn't impressed with you nice or now she just know you ugly. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a completely different thing. So I I feel like that's kind of a waste of energy. I've always felt like that was a waste. Um and and also you I don't know, you I don't like empty threats.
0: Mm on no level.
4: I think it's whack.
0: Yeah. I can agree. Um how do you guys how do you guys feel like she dealt with it like taking it to the art? Do You feel like that that's that's a real thing you know and I guess speaking to the women like how you know how do you deal with that
1: so that is a real thing and immediately when she started um pasting up the posters mm-hmm. I was like oh shit there's this artist that I know that does that and she's the artist that did all this art for the show her name is Tatiana and I'm gonna butcher her last name It's Fazla Lizlade.
0: okay Lizlade. yeah
1: yeah and so like immediately I go to her Instagram and I'm looking through and she she has several pieces of and if She's at, um, on Instagram, she's at tlinfaz, tlynfaz, T-L-Y-N-N-F-A-Z. But if you go look, like, that is what her art does. She posts, that's what her art is. She posts these posters of women with different messages on it. Mm. And so, and then, um, to the point, Nola was originally a layout paste-up artist. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested, too, to see if she was inspired by Nola by Darling Nola. in her Ooh, work in life real life, and then she gets art. to be like you know the hand that paints Nola's art. Yeah, and that's
0: dope. If if, if 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 that's how the story unfolds, I'm very curious. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so come on, Spike, man. We need your opinion about some of this shit. We don't want to theorize and hypo you know hy- hypothesize about what you meant to do. Like we rather just hear from the horse's mouth. So if you're hearing this shit, you always uh you always some feature teal face.
1: <laughs> Yeah, F A Z.
0: Oh, I get it. Yeah, um, so so you know, out of curiosity, is that kind of like the equivalent of the scene in Boys in the Hood after Trey gets stopped by the cops and he goes to he's be fighting along the air, he's fighting the air. Is yeah. that, that kind of like the artistic equivalent?
5: I mean, I think after even the part when she um went shopping mm-hmm. and, and bought got the dress. A black dress, bought the dress, that dress, that little black dress. I mean, was like even one of my, for my favorite the, episodes. They. When she didn't tell any of the guys, like you, kind of tr- try to process it first to make sure you're not overreacting. Because she didn't have she didn't tell any of them until they were like, "Why haven't you told all these men that you're seeing?" Um, you kind of take a step back. I haven't had anything happen to me in r- recent time, but <laughs> when it did, you were like, "Damn! Like, what was that? What was I doing wrong? Or mm-hmm. what did I? I'm sorry I couldn't hear you, or something like that." So you kind of like. Try to take a step back and also make sure next time you acknowledge or say hi or, or do something. Right. And you can see how she reacted when she maced the next guy. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you so maced. you try to be like, yeah. uh.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, in terms of a realistic reaction, um, me personally, like, I'm just so numb to that. I just expect guys mm-hmm. to be inappropriate and shitty. Mm. Um. And to circle back around to, like, real
4: life with all the things Wait, that are Wait, you got to repeat that. I said, I said. <laughs> what the hell? You fall, Rob.
3: I'm looking at T. Lynn. <laughs> you got to repeat that.
4: <laughs> um,
1: so, I was saying, like, in real life, <clears throat> if a man is, p- 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 and they get too close to me or anything like that, like, I kind of expect that, and I'm on guard for it, and I'm numb to it. I expect them to be inappropriate and shitty, because men are inappropriate and shitty a lot. Um, Not all of y'all. Mm. But a lot of y'all right. and so I wouldn't have reacted that way I don't and I don't know that I would I might like if I'm seeing someone at the time be like you know what happened to me today you know mm-hmm. but for it to be as traumatizing to me I guess because he grabbed her like yeah. the way that he did mm-hmm. is probably I would have cried I probably would have fought him and then cried like mm-hmm. well I
4: think that that instance was also like another contributing message to her overall thing' when
0: she feels not in control, she panics. Ooh.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so He's you dropping you, all the gems today? <laughs> you, okay, you would go there with that one. But I mean, it just—it's another
4: thing like that. Someone grabbing you, being stronger than you, being at night and it's dark. It's a lot of variables that can make you feel not in control.
0: So, so that's an oldest thing you think is control.
4: I don't think that she's trying to control the world in a sense, like trying to be more dominant than anything. I think that she very much so wants to feel balanced and that her decisions and choices are the thing that have the most weight in her life. Mm -hmm. Not anybody else is over her, you know? And I think that that's that's like admirable, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't think of control in a sense of domination or superiority or trying to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That. Like, trying to make everything happen according to what you wanted to do. Gotcha. Because she doesn't tell her guys, do this or be this way. She just tells you, you can't make me be a way.
3: And Mm. I
1: think that that, like, brings me back around to, like, some things that she said when she was talking (sighs) about, like, what attracted her to each one of her mates in um, her therapy session back to Opal. Mm. And she said, Opal is... Mm. The woman that I want to be. And Opal has all the boundaries. And she's like, there's a way that you're gonna interact with me that is appropriate and not appropriate, and I'm not here for your shit. And that's exactly the way that she treats men. But Nola doesn't have her shit together like Opal does. Yeah. I really like what Spike did with that character. Oh, In yes. the original version, Ray Dowell's Opal is the creepiest bitch ever. Yeah, that was. Like, me that. She's she's like the stereotypical like your gay friend that wants you and you're turn, like turn, no, you me turn you on. exactly yeah. <laughs> that's how she
0: was in a movie yeah And in mm. this
1: in this I like I like
0: that way more
3: real She
1: wasn't she wasn't creepy I think she was a whole person and I like that she wasn't like a sad puppy dog chasing Nola right. I think
3: I, I like the fact she, was she a had grown a kid
1: she, was, she had a kid She was a she, yes. woman. she was, she was a, a grown, grown ass woman and she knew what she wanted what she didn't want in her yeah. life And I think that, you know, that's a very, like, I look up to her and that's what I like about Opal in in terms of why she was interested in her, which I thought was also very interesting because, you know, there's there's an obvious gender reversal here. You think of a man as juggling multiple women Mm -hmm. and women putting up with that and that men normally wouldn't. And in this series, like, the woman is the one who's like, you're not about to fuck with me like this, Mm -hmm. like going about your business and all the men just kind of like put up with it because it's what they wanted mm. so i, re- I really like that that's what he did and he I made her it. the person who was the most together right
0: is that a is this is this a real realistic portrayal of where we're at in society today though like would three would three guys put up with one woman dealing with other women other guys knowingly <laughs> Or because they, they, oh, Rashika has, a, <laughs> Rashika with her inside scoop. We just made eye contact inside. Um, yeah. You think yeah. so? Every dude is doing it. Okay. Every dude is doing it. Men okay. don't.
1: They're already doing it, man. Men don't man. want to it's be told happening. that Not. you're dealing with other dudes, though. Like, they don't want that. They they can know that it's happening, but it's a certain part of them that's like, I can't check you because I don't don't have the authority to check you. So I'm going to play it cool, even though I don't fuck with this. But if I say something, then I look like a sucker. Like, all of that happens.
4: Again, it's like, it's kind of how all of them didn't want to leave Thanksgiving. Because it's like, if you leave right now, she's going to think you're a punk. You know, or if she don't think you're a punk, you left first, and now I'm here with you're her
3: get that. right,
4: you know what I mean, like I'm gonna be the last one here just because you're gonna get annoyed first. Mm-hmm. you know, it was like that man pride they were competing, which was a little weird because it was all face to face, but before that point, <laughs> I just found it weird how much the characters asked about other dudes,
0: Oh, yeah, oh that
3: happened. I found it how really? yes. they know how
4: prominent that was as far as their concern. You know? Yeah. Because uh, usually guys are.
5: It happens. It does. But I'm and I... tell you, if I say I'm hungry, the other nigga didn't feed you? <laughs> To come in. Yeah, but that's a dumb joke. Oh. No, to it, me, the, no, that's how it happens. No, I'm just using that very simple. But it and, and it's happens. like I'm joking, but I'm not joking. It like I'm poking to see what you're gonna say. I got
4: funnier humor than that. Like I'm
1: not. Fun. You, you know what I mean?
5: I'd be like, <laughs> like, "Well, he had lunch. You got dinner." Like, <laughs> fuck. That's her. Yeah, but that's a good. That's a good response. If you're gonna be <laughs> no, petty, right? Yeah, like, my thing is, it happens. Like they they ask questions and they want to know.
4: Again, if you're trying to make uh, these people. Had the appearance, Mars and Greer and um, Jamie. Well, Jamie, that's not so, so much strange. so that he was married, but Mars and Greer, they they were trying to say that they were willing to be all in, you know, type gentleman about Nola. Um, so I understand them being all in, but uh, the best way to show that is to not be focused on nobody else, right? Mm. True. Like, that,
0: that's yeah, true. that's kind of true. I tell you, Martin ain't dealing with that shit. I'm just letting y'all know right now. <laughs> yeah, well, how you <laughs> see it, Martin? <laughs> Martin ain't dealing with none of that shit. Could you oh, what
2: about. That type of relationship, yeah. yeah. Could you be one of the dudes? I mean, yeah, because they didn't know until like maybe halfway through the series. In the movie, right? they know. Yeah, yeah. 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 on the movie, they know the whole mm-hmm. time.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: If
4: you
3: Who
2: knew,
4: if you knew, I mean, again, <laughs> we've all been single. If you've ever been single, dating a girl, she most likely had another date. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean,
1: like I have, I have a lot of. I was this. saying
4: she was having sex with every part.
1: Yeah, but I have, I have a lot of platonic male friends, right? And so, like, a lot, a lot. And so, you say a lot now. (laughs) I'm playing. (laughs) I got like two two and a quarter girlfriends. So, like, my guy, my friends are guys. I hang out. I hang out with Corey and shot. Shout out to Society X. So, (laughs) um, but you know, guys get intimidated by each other, even when on my end it's not anything. And so, I was seeing a guy a while back, and like he was, oh, we're keeping it casual. We're keeping it casual. We're keeping it light. And then, you know, one night I didn't call him to kick it and he see me on the gram and he was like, oh, it was your boy's birthday? What did y'all do? And I'm like, why do you give a fuck? We're keeping it light. We're keeping it light. So guys ask about other guys and you know, nothing was going on between me and the friend, but he just, he wanted to know in a way that was just kind of like,
5: uh,
4: what's up?
1: Yeah. But I'm like, but I can't ask you shit. So what the fuck are you asking me for? Like, Mm,
4: I I I don't know. I don't
0: know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, some
4: days you got questions. Some days you don't. My, you know,
0: my cut off game was hella strong. You know, <laughs> no, for real, man, because I'm one of those take it or leave it. So if I if I even caught a whiff that I was like part of this little ping pong game, I couldn't do it. You know, what I'm saying? that's where my pride. Came I, not, I, but
3: I would but I'm not mad you that. Got a I know women like because I just
0: yeah. don't like dealing with like
4: dudes you who don't got secret attitudes. No nah, yeah. is that. You just don't know, like you. ain't ang- She didn't tell me about you. <laughs> <laughs> How were you angry? You know what I mean. You've like, been in that right. situation, right. She wrong. never Told mentioned me. you. Yeah. You thinking I know about you? I you thinking know. this is personal? Right. No idea, bro. Yeah, yeah, not at all. We just play basketball together. No, <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying, like, dude, like, if I know you have a boyfriend, I put you on ice, like, I, cause I just don't you feel know, like that. dealing with that. Right. You know. Um, but then you have girls that just won't tell you they got a boyfriend.
0: That's true, too. You that,
4: know, I, I respected Nola in the sense that she was very upfront about her communication. And if I was to deal with a girl with that, like, I'd that's not how, you know how what? I
1: work. Like, if you ask me something, I tell you. You better be ready for nothing. what I'm going to tell you.
0: But you know what, do. though? You Mario know what awareness. though? I, I, honestly, in this in this one, I, can't, I don't want to know. This is probably find out you gotta go. <laughs> Real shit. This actually, this Nola, I would say, was a little bit more. Um, she was a little less open in this way because mm-hmm. the original Nola was all the way like the the guys knew the other guys' names, you know. So so like the scenes. The same scene where she's having sex with guys and calling out different names in the movie. it caused a problem mm-hmm. where in this one she was able to slip out of it because they didn't know each other's name. Oh, Mars. so he's good. like, oh, I'm out of this world with my shit huh <laughs> good, you know me. what I'm saying? Yeah, like like so I would say that was actually very unnoble, maybe I don't know. I like I like, like the
4: second if, if between the way you're describing it, I like
0: the second. You like the second, if you yeah. had to prefer, they don't yeah. know about each other.
1: You feel yeah. like it's less disrespectful for her for her to not say anything?
4: I think it's very respectful to make it known that you're single.
5: That's a good
0: way to so put it. So did mm-hmm. she so okay, is there a difference between single and fucking and single and just seeing? Again, it's
4: important to make it known that you're single once you, you start having sex. Yeah. then it's important for you to protect your body the way you protect your body. If yep. you ask people questions, then you ask people questions. If y'all go get tested together, y'all go get tested together. Mm. The thing is, y'all men, bruh, mm-hmm. make a decision. Mm. She don't got to follow. You know what I mean? Like, Make a decision. Right. You're either dealing with it or you're not. Either asking a question or you're not. But you know she's single. Right. She's very adamant about it being on her time and her space. When she chooses, therefore, you're in a schedule. Mm.
1: That being said, back to Opal. Opal was the only one that she had sex with outside of her bed.
4: Which is what made Opal a dope character yeah. to me.
5: Opal was legit. She, she protected she, herself. The, she
4: was yeah. smart. Yeah. Opal, but but again, Opal was just clear about what she wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, she was clear. And she was clear in a way that was calming, too, Right to me. The other guys seem dizzy. They do really like seem like, throw the ball. I'll go get it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: oh, shit.
1: That's, that's right. how women. The I yeah. Yeah. Throw, throw the
4: ball. Wait, ring, ring the door. I'll go get it. What? Yeah. He's going to? Yeah. I'll run faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get your eager ass. That's true. The grill everybody. What you doing? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, they, the characters are different, and the guys—I I mean, they—they were—they were interesting. They were interesting people. Mm-hmm. So we did you know,
5: we answer the question people. about single and what was the question?
0: Is there a difference between single and single and fucking?
1: Well, I assume that yeah, anybody that I meet is having sex. I,
0: that's just my assumption. With multiple people.
1: Not necessarily no. Multiple. With somebody. But right.
4: If I meet you, it's now multiple, obviously. If we have sex, right? I Unless you, you cut
0: it off. I get what you mean. And it's kind of
4: naive to consider everybody just cuts it off at
1: the age that I am now. When I'm in my twenties, I was green,
5: <laughs> but right. but like now, the food. <laughs> uh-huh. <But>. Where <Well>, you?
3: Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. yes. But now, yeah. Delicate. So you you're single, but there's somebody.
0: <laughs> okay.
5: There's always somebody. Interesting. Until it, there's man. not. Somebody. Until there's not. Yeah. It's so not until it, it, when you're single. So there's. <laughs> what TK say it's never yours. It's just your turn. Yeah, it's <laughs> just your turn. <laughs> no bullshit. Yeah, it's so Shout out
0: to TK in uh, the last panda scan episode. It's for show, sure somebody. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, right I, on one when, one. when you say it out loud, it makes perfect sense. I guess when I internalize it, it, it I, I, I don't know. Okay. I, I always think of things in relation to myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's so the right
5: place to be. That huh. is the right place to think of it, but
0: uh, but no, you. That's how you can get caught up in naivete, like, yeah. is thinking of things about the way you would deal with them, as opposed to the way that shit actually is, and, and what's actually real is, you know, what's actually real is Greer was probably fucking multiple bitches too. Oh, Obviously, he was. he was. You know what I'm saying? And 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 Mars probably was too. Roxanne, you know? he oh, talked yeah, about. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. But in the original, so, so
1: like true. Nola. Nola was like, "Nah, you can't get over He's like, fuck that girl.
0: Hey, yo, Roxanne. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: so I guess, uh, so Dang, I guess it all balances something. out. In, and in with the time, they all fuck.
4: grew feelings, though. Their feelings got stronger. I right. think in the first episode, when we first see Mars, that's, her, that's his first time at her house.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, oh, yeah. so. He was, he was like, plotting on how to move in. Move in. Yeah, yeah, we, in we, see, we see
4: it grow. You know, we <laughs> right. just see it grow. No. Right. She
1: was under the bed. Yeah, she was she, under yeah. the bed scary. But
4: at the point where she would have gotten a relationship with any one of those dudes, then she should have been honest. Right. You know, and told, well, let's say up Because I do believe she was being honest the whole time. Mm. I just don't. Much like she didn't invite them to yeah. the show. Right. You know, she just... She just wasn't telling. You're
5: not him. my man. All right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> she withheld a lot of, like he said, inviting him to the show. So she, she withheld a lot. But well, I mean,
4: uh, they withheld a lot. But luckily, the show's called "She's Got to Have It." We didn't get to her. see Roxanne. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't get this. We saw Jamie's wife, but for the sake of that story, you know. But we didn't see. We saw Greer's Girls in a montage, and then we saw them when they were walking through. Mm-hmm. You restaurant. know, a restaurant that mm-hmm. he frequents. Right? right. And this was only to say, hey, you're the most important.
1: I got yeah. bitches. Yes. You know what
4: I'm saying? <laughs> I'm still going to take you where I take them. But I want you to see mm-hmm. that I'm taking you where I take them and you with me. Mm-hmm. And they that not. I let them they see not. it. Right? But it's like, you can pick a new restaurant. That's actually <laughs> yeah. brilliant to do that, actually. Mm-hmm. Let's build a new memory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't take me, so I got to sit here and think about... You what know. you've
5: done here with other people. Again,
4: but that's also that a sign of my intention time. that says something. Let's right. say you
5: know? more. So I, I went to this restaurant, and you could draw on like the paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's just sounds like, sound like Poe Boys. I draw on the you paper. You remember that
0: restaurant, Poe Boys, back in the
5: day? Then, <laughs> yeah, I like that. And then it was a nice restaurant. We had um, Kobe beef, whatever. and We had money. The next time... <laughs> <shut> t- <laughs> the next time... I went. The waitress was like, oh, my God, the thing you drew the last time I saved it. It wasn't the same guy. <laughs> she boy. brought
0: it out. <laughs> boy. Guiding. him. I remember I, I did that job when I was working in the theater. I had a homeboy. Shout out to Joe. He gradu- that graduated with us, and you he came one name. week. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, he's, up, either, he's either married to one of them, or he ain't fucking either one of them at this point. <laughs>
3: boy, but oh, this
0: was back in, like, 2000. It's so he good. came up to the movie theater to see a movie. You know, sold him the ticket and everything, and he came up the next week, and I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, you back again to see the movie. He was like, <laughs> was like "Oh my bad." Yeah. That's funny. It I was walked hilarious. up on
1: my, my high school ex. We were on a break, and I walked up, and he was on a date with another girl with my same name.
0: Boy, same name,
1: right? My name. You know, my name is not a common oh, name.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, yeah. yeah, like I was like, look, and I was you're like, right. I was, I was so <laughs> right. At least you don't have to worry about saying the wrong yeah, name. That's why all of y'all are bae.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah, she that that definitely
4: happened
0: to me. Day? That's fine. Um, dang, I was about to say something. <laughs> oh, damn! It'll come to you. It'll come to you. So, so, all right. So, Nola, we like we like this rendition of Nola.
5: Yes, right, I think she's good. I She's to very, inviting. In nose, right? very inviting. very. She's very attractive and inviting.
0: Yeah. So, um, who would you guys say is your favorite addition to the story?
1: Like new characters?
0: Yeah, new character or even an old character just
3: uh, Reimagined. Updated.
0: Yeah, updated.
4: Is Rocaletta Moss new or old? She's new. She's new. Yeah. Okay, that's my favorite new character.
0: <laughs> so what do you like about Rocaletta? <laughs> she got so Rocky Moss. Rock-a-Letta, you know you're gonna pass
4: that semester. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. If you meet her, like she one of them women you I went to a lot her down. of different schools. And she's just one of those women you just feel good to meet. You know, she's going to go hard, but it's like you're going to laugh, too. But it's, you know, you just know it's something different. Something, it's just something there. It's more substance, right. you know. And I love her breaking, you know, why she called herself Rockaletta her Moss now. Right. You know, right. Um, that I thought that was brilliant, beautiful, all of those things, you know. But I just, I liked her. Mm-hmm. I really did. She's one of them safe aunts.
2: You know, like I thought, I thought that was brilliant. And that was like one of my favorite new characters. But I yeah. thought what Spike le- messed it up was he like after she says that was her way of coping. Like we all understand mm-hmm. that basically she's like referring her to herself as a third person because mm-hmm. she doesn't she doesn't want to experience that things as herself. And then Spike at the end of the episode like actually breaks it down and explains it to you. And I'm like, yo, that was not necessary yeah, at all. Like we did. all got it like 10 minutes.
4: You're <laughs> talking about the yeah. recap, right? Yeah, the yeah. Nola and that's what I was interested in. Like, like he yo. opens it with like a little monologue and trying to close it with a little monologue and I get it. Like you're pulling everything together. but mm-hmm.
1: I think you got uh, it. But sometimes people, I think yeah. that he has yeah. to give it to the people in the cheap seats. Okay.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah, but I, I, I I like that part. I, I like Rocker. I was
0: trying to explain that to somebody too. Um, I was just having this conversation with somebody about you have to look at Spike as like a like a playwright, you know, as opposed mm-hmm. more, you know, like he a like a director that of, of a huh? That, that, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That. And if you look at his pieces as plays as opposed to films. Um, you might understand it a little bit more. I you know, think, you yeah, might settle into the scene a little bit better.
1: We've talked about this, like what you the choices that you would make in writing and even performing a play as opposed to what you would normally see people do on film in terms of subtlety. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. you. You have to, just from my experience in theater, you have to make your motions, your facial expressions, your voice, even when you're whispering loud enough and big enough that the people weigh in the back. Right. Still feel it. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, he refers to... Uh, Nine times out of ten, in, in you know the credits, he refers to the cast as players. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. So he does. It's kind of like a dead giveaway. Yeah. You know what I mean. But anyway, so Rockaleta Moss for you, Rob? Yeah, Rockaleta. Okay. Yeah, for sure.
3: For me, I
5: definitely would. Um, um, Opal. Okay.
0: You yeah. like what he did yeah. with her? Yeah,
5: I like Opal. I like like there was no mystery behind her. Mm-hmm. Everything was right there. She I loved her That's daughter me. too. Yeah. So I loved Opal's yeah. daughter. Like, what was daughter. her name, Skylar? Yeah. I think Skylar. so, yeah. yeah. She was so dope, man. But I just like how everything was there and it was no mystery. And she knew what she wanted, mm-hmm. she wasn't afraid of it. And like Rob mentioned, she was calm but like forceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she
3: had yeah a it sense. wasn't all this extra.
5: She had like yeah. a smoking mirror. Softness. <laughs> it stern was just softness. like, This yeah. is what it is.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Opal for me. She was confident as fuck. You know, she knows she you b- don't want to play with like at all,
4: and not like out of fear, but like you generally don't want. You
0: play don't care about lose that. it, yeah. That person's a staple in your life, yeah.
1: So, I liked, I liked Popo, but not necessarily like Popo in terms of him. I like what Pop what Popo represented in terms of relationships between black women and mm. black men, mm. and so in um, episode nine when whatever brie or brit or whatever hipster name the white neighbor has (laughs) like she she, um when she calls the police on papa and like uh nola is like take me take me take me Mm -hmm. I, i i thought that that was brilliant and i thought that that was like spike's way of saying like you know black women really take responsibility for protecting black men a lot of times. And we step out in front of y'all to like sacrifice ourselves to make sure that y'all are good.
3: Mm. And
1: I appreciated that he did that in a way that I got it, but he didn't smack me in the head with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it moved the story forward. It Mm -hmm. wasn't something he just inserted like he did with Donald Trump. So I really appreciated the addition of Papo as like the way that we relate to the least of us in our own culture and then her still feeling the need to protect him as, as part of her community. I love that.
0: Yeah. What I really liked about that moment was uh, I think my favorite part about that entire moment is when uh, they they were locking, you know, the mayor, I call him the mayor, you call him Papa. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. They were locking the mayor up and then he said something in Spanish and Mars responded to him in Spanish, you know, like, like yo, hold my shit down while I'm going. He's like, yo, I got he was you, like, that bro. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, yo, sabeto, sabeto, whatever the fuck he said. I don't know what the fuck he said. but
1: He said, he, he said, he said, Tato. I don't know what he said after uh, that, but that's sabes, some Dominican
0: ass yeah. shit. He said it like with confidence, like, motherfucker, you know, I got you, yo. You know, and I, I, I think that's just so real in life. Sometimes when you see like video of some of these tragedies or some of these police like... Um, Harassments. If you ever seen it happen, like in the streets, it's like it doesn't matter. Like nobody acknowledges each other in New York until it's like us versus them. Mm -hmm. And then when it's us versus them, it's like we are on the same fucking. I don't care who you are, but I know if you're up against these motherfucking police, I'm on your side. You know what I'm saying? Because Because
1: they're but for the grace of God go I. That's what that is. You see yourself in your fellow man. There
0: you go. And that that was my favorite moment in that particular moment because I was like, this is that's New York right there. Like. He don't, he, he, for all Mars know, that could have been one of the dudes that, that Nola was fucking, but mm-hmm. he didn't know. You understand what I'm saying? He did it, it didn't matter in that moment. Like in that moment, it was us versus them.
1: And even then, like, he was just bothered by the way that the neighbor was treating him. Exactly. Bianca. Bianca. Yeah, Bianca.
0: Thank oh, okay. So, yeah. But anyway, that was just my, my I mean, little insert into that. Him. Who uh what was a good character your favorite? Um,
2: Opal was my favorite, definitely, but I like Fat Joe a lot too. You know? Oh, yeah. you stole mine, yo. <laughs> what
0: was yeah. his name, yes. Winnie? Winnie, Winnie. Winnie. Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yo, Fat Joe was the nigga.
3: I, I appreciated his character. Yeah, that
0: like, voice is hilarious. Uh what, what did you like about him though?
2: Um, it's just just seeing Fat Joe like acting, just seeing like I guess they're doing like I don't know which rapper they're doing, but they're doing, like, a parody of, like, a one-hit wonder. And he, I like the idea that he has his own, like, weird-ass strip club or something like yeah. that. It's <laughs> a burlesque yeah. show like, with his yeah. hood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I didn't like, I okay, so even though he was probably my favorite, right, like, well, actually, my favorite rendition is what they did with Mars.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, yeah. I
0: really like how they, because Mars was such an iconic character and they just went not a whole different way but they that was a big change you know you got to have black half puerto rican you know like d- d- that's a that's one of those ones that some people would be like what the fuck you, you know he was and-
1: he was very like Okay, that was something that I didn't talk about, but I really like how they were introducing like the elements of Yoruba into the from from the Afro Latino culture yeah, right. to, to give you some Africa back. But right, they didn't give yeah. it back to you from Africans; they gave it back to you from Afro Caribbean. So like, right. I had an appreciation for that. Yeah.
0: Uh. Even but Winnie Winnie was attached to probably my least favorite storyline in in, in Shemeka. Oh, Shemeka. What do you
1: feel like he was trying to say there? Like, I didn't really
5: stop it.
0: Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I mean. Think this is, ex- this yeah. is the extent yeah. that, I, I guess what you're trying to say is that this is the extent that some women go to for attention,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know? Uh, I mean, yeah. you know, that was, the. the yeah, who was my yes, least but favorite I felt, story But line? I
1: felt like you have to, you have to understand the underlying cause of why women feel they need to do those things. And I feel like that was the depth of it wasn't there. Well, the depth of it wasn't, yeah, but that's what that TV show was. I do
0: not really get a lot of depth out of it. That's what, that's like, what that I, TV I, show was supposed to represent. Yeah. What was that shit called? Yes. Something about the yeah. ass. You asked
3: for it. Yeah, sometimes. you asked for it. You asked for uh, it.
0: I think I think that's what the, I think that's what that TV show was supposed to represent. That's what you know. You're seeing the the, the advertisement of it all over the city mm-hmm. buses. It's a big show. You know, it's it's kind of like you know the love and hip hop. I guess. Is yeah, supposed but to be I this. don't.
1: I don't know that that. Yeah, I definitely got that. But I don't know that that's necessarily attention so much as that she was insecure because she felt like you know, she lost her man to a woman who had, had, a, a, big be- butt. had a big butt. Mm-hmm. And so she felt like she wasn't good enough because she didn't have a big butt. So I felt like he got to that, but he was shaming her at the same time, which was like, weird. Well,
4: that's the part I- that kind of come off. It does come off like he doesn't understand any woman have a legitimate reason to do it.
0: Um,
3: What,
2: I mean, I- to I go in a hotel? Yeah, <laughs> like, to go in mean, a hotel.
0: That way is
2: outrageous, I mean, yeah, but a lot of women wild. don't do it. That's better. what Cardi yeah. B
1: said she did. Like She was like, I don't know what's in my butt.
0: That's wild. You know, yeah. Fam, but, but I I think. Really?
1: But, yes. <laughs> Look at this. Cardi, yeah, Cardi was I'm like, I don't know what's in my I ass. Did, I thought
4: this was just outrageous. Like, I'm thinking, like.
1: You didn't no, think it, it was realistic?
0: It? Yeah, that, like, you really going and this is how it is. Our uncle nah, Some right. of these jokes you see is, like, very abnormal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because some of these they just have butts. to
1: have it. They feel very, very compelled to alter themselves, to make themselves desirable. Yeah. They feel pressured to do that for whatever reason.
0: See, well, and see, I also took. Well, I took it. Less about that relationship and more like she wanted to make more, more money, money in the club. Yeah. That's what I thought. What but I she wasn't a dancer, right? But, but that's exactly was all they like, they a... not make her was... a dancer yeah. because yeah. she ain't had a body. Winnie yeah. was like, you don't got
1: no chunk in the trunk. Like, that's she what did,
0: I she thought. She didn't
1: have the body, and then she lost her man to somebody with a bigger butt. Who was she that
5: man? man? She didn't talk
0: about. They, they didn't it. really. They glazed over that.
5: It was like her baby daddy or something. Had a girl. Oh,
4: I thought she just was trying to make money in the club. I
5: took it as the money thing.
0: So she was like, "Look, this gonna get me on stage," and it did. See, they put a lot of they put a lot of attributes into that one character. Like they put a lot of like potential motives into that one character. And then they all Shemekka. you know I didn't literally care about Shumeca though. Right. Like when like when the ass exploded, I was I like, okay, this I laughed first before I yeah. felt bad. Why did to the dude honest. have
1: the claw hands though? Right. <laughs> like Spike's like, a weirdo.
0: That's, I didn't understand that and, uh, I, and it busting the you know, <laughs> all in all their face. face. Yeah. Like I Plus. I laughed before I felt bad, but I, I did I did I felt bad and uncomfortable for her when she was going into the hotel and they were jamming the shrink, the mm-hmm. syringe into and she her was cheeks. Screaming. Yeah, that's yeah. when I really felt bad for her. Um Yeah,
4: that was a lot.
2: Yeah. I mean, I kind of didn't because you saw like the girl, the lady who was like jamming it. Like you saw her ass was like, nah. As soon as you pull it up, you should have walked, walked out. Yeah. yeah, but that that actress yeah. is
1: well, she's I call her an actress. She's been yeah. she, she was in Trim Treme. But, yeah. but she's actually a Katrina survivor that he uh, met while was. he was making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin put
0: She's me from New that. Orleans. Yeah, that's dope.
5: So um
0: yeah, that was probably my least favorite story. That that and the the the. You know the whole thing that was happening with Jamie's kid,
3: and um, oh, with in the him not understanding show. his oh, blackness. Oh, was terrible. Yeah. yeah so ones.
1: this is something that I noticed that he did. Right, he changed Clarinda too. Clarinda was just kind of like this passerby, and Clarinda was originally played by his sister Joie. Joie in this universe is now Nola's mother. Right. Um. I like what he did with her father
0: too. I love Stokely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, still yeah cool. the father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: he's great. Yeah. So I,
0: I didn't like his acting. I I, I like the dude. I didn't like his act. I like who he was. Who he was, but I didn't like T- Thomas Jefferson Boyd. Well, I don't remember his name. I didn't like his acting in this shit.
1: He's the same all the time, and like you just have to appreciate him playing that yeah. same fucking character all the time. That's true. But uh, Clorinda was very was very like normal and likable. He made her like really bougie and changed like their relationship. They weren't that close mm-hmm. um, in the original. But I noticed this like everybody who was supposed to be stuck up, and this was light skinned <laughs> like every last one of them. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Interesting. You did Clor- point that out. Yeah, Clorinda wasn't originally. Lighter skinned, but like that whole thing with his son, I felt like it was heavy-handed, and I didn't. I don't know. It it moved the story forward, but I don't necessarily think that we needed it.
4: My thing was, why do you need conflict with Jamie's son in Nola's story?
0: Um, I think it's. I think it's giving. Uh, giving some. Uh, resistance to whether or not he needs to stay home, mm-hmm. or marriage. Be, you know, to oh, to we marriages. already knew that, bro. What that he needs to stay home? <laughs> yeah, because you well, married. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. no, I, but in terms it, of like hit reasons why apart.
1: he, even, yeah, like yeah. Need to, outside of his happiness,
5: right?
0: Yeah, which is huge. Yeah, let's be. Cl- I mean, yeah. like, like we before you just completely paint Jamie as just. I mean, of course, it's adulterous, but it sounds like their marriage is on a down slope. He sleeps in the basement. Of a like a three story brownstone, you know what I'm saying? So it's By clear, me, it's clear that like there that is that he's no... avoiding problems,
2: but in their argument, Whoa. it's like he was okay, responsible okay, for it though.
1: <laughs> yeah, he cheated, yeah he, he cheated before, he pays yeah. for
2: it, and yeah. he's
4: living in the bottom of it. It's clear he's yeah. avoiding problems, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay okay so so what do you, you so wrong. i'm not trying to fight about it <laughs> yeah. no I don't, I don't think i just like God. to see no. things at his most fundamental place so my right. thought is right.
1: you're saying that he's doing the wrong thing right he needs no. to stay home because he's married
4: i'm saying from the offset he's married He and he was not going through an active divorce process to me it just seemed like all right you probably shouldn't be trying to Woo this single young girl who's trying to figure out stuff for herself.
1: And being her freaking sugar
3: daddy. (laughs) You know
4: what I'm saying? Like you shouldn't be trying to control everything. Like you got your wife, you got your kids, you got your life. Like you could just let this be. Now, granted, for him it makes him feel good because it's it's like philanthropy in a sense. He's buying art. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like
5: he's putting it in the wonder in the the under the wonder
1: in his wife's eyes is gone, is really what the issue is. And Nola is giving him that in a way that she's not.
4: But also, that's also where he's trying, you know. And the minute he goes to his wife and say, "Can I come in here?" She says, "Close the door." It was that simple for him.
0: Mm-hmm. Once you stopped yeah. avoiding, yeah. you got some. Well, well, I don't think I. You know what I mean? Well, like, no, I think it was the. Con- I think the son, the storyline with the son made, b- made that connection for it him brought to him even back home. Brought, yeah, I think he was. I think they were both just at a point where it's like, yo, we don't see each other. We don't see each other at all. But now this is okay. like, this is something worth fighting for here. So like, if, the, you know, I see my contribution to it and now I have an interest to wanting to step up into that place. Well,
4: the interesting thing is their son wasn't in trouble. Well, they had a problem. Like the school didn't call them. It wasn't, the parents didn't call them. No other parents were complaining. So to me, that conflict wasn't huge enough to say, hey, we got to come together you know what I mean? But that yeah. little, little boy was lost. He was
0: lost, right? He was clearly lost. Y'all you know
4: saying because he did the school project? Because he actually seemed pretty brilliant once he explained it. I know some good ideas are executed poorly at a high school level, right? So the video wasn't his idea. It was a school project that he didn't
3: hmm. handle. He uh, had ex- mm. correctly.
4: He did, he wasn't the leader. He just took. You know I don't what think, I mean? to shine the most in it I me. don't think mm-hmm. that his explanation once- was
1: brilliant. I think that his explanation was the mindset of a lot of kids who like to ignore the context of those experiences. And so I've heard that explanation several times, and it's, it's kind of like I don't think it was an original thought on that child's part. I think that he, he understood his motives for what he was doing, and that to me is commendable because, you know, a lot of people are out here just doing stuff just mm-hmm. to do it. And so when somebody can stand in the methodology of their actions – Okay, especially mm-hmm. at his age. Yeah. I'll give you that. But in terms of like that being a brilliant like execution, like I oh, thought it was I understand. bad no. Execution.
4: I think that as adults, that was the conflict. Like mm-hmm. you may have thought this was a good idea, but
1: Let me tell you why it's not. We're
4: telling you it's not. You yeah. know what I mean? So I thought that
0: was a good situation. Right. So real I'm sorry, just real quick, just for the people that may have forgotten this part, let's explain what we're talking about in reference to Jamie's son.
1: So basically, he did like a video where he was in white face. Mm-hmm. He's light skinned. Um, he was in white face, and then the other people behind him were, we're in, in black face. The
5: other white what, kids.
1: Yeah. What was it called? Martin was like, "I'm a nigga or something like
3: that. Some, just nigga. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, nigga. nigga. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was a clear reference. It's well, one, it was a, it was a. I I, I took it as like a little uh, Easter egg to like bamboozle. Yeah. In yeah. a sense, but um, yeah. So. Um, a yeah, little I
4: light-skinned heard, kid. Yeah. But I get how the issue with their son, you know, not having a clear identity could then uh, be a be something that brings them together. But I just thought their son doesn't have a clear identity because they have two separate ones. Yep. Oh, that's yeah. interesting you know? too. So yeah. I wasn't really blaming the school. I wasn't blaming the kid. It was right. just more so like it's just he is what y'all raised him to be. Yeah. I don't really, you know, it was
0: just, yeah. Good point. Very good point, actually. Very good point. Um, Let's get into season highlights. You know, uh, we've got the little black dress, which was obviously a catalyst for an entire episode, which is probably my second favorite episode out of the series um, with this black dress. What what was Spike trying to say with this dress?
1: I think that he wanted to um, talk about victim blaming and, like, I, okay, he did. He he wanted to talk about victim blaming with the with the scene with um with Mars, right? Like, well, this wouldn't have happened if you didn't have that on. Even though it wasn't like she wasn't being sexually assaulted, it was just kind of like you invited this attention. And I thought that actually I liked the scene with Jamie in the little black dress best mm-hmm. because he was attracted to her, but he was like judging her at the same time. And that's something like that I observe men doing, like, At the River
3: Cafe.
5: Yeah. Yes. When he covered up.
3: Yeah, he mm-hmm. was
1: like he was he was attracted to her, but he was judging her at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like he definitely was judging. Yeah.
4: Definitely was judging. He, well, you could tell he wasn't comfortable.
1: Yeah. He was. She was comfortable. He was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I didn't quite understand the motivation. Did he Did he think that people would think poorly of him? Poorly of her, um, but he still was like aroused Man, he by. it. still got
4: saw by one. Of, he still got noticed by one of his partners. Right. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I enjoyed the black dress. I thought it looked nice. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I thought I like you know, it especially if it wasn't cold in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, just enjoy it. I did, did so like you, the different ways she styled it. I, I thought did too. That was cool. Yeah.
1: So did you? So in that moment, like if you were in that situation, would you? You wouldn't have been uncomfortable with how she does. Have you ever been with a out with a woman where you thought that she was too provocatively dressed in a certain uh, setting?
4: See, it's I've just, never thought that. You only think about things like that if 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 a woman has like a, a very like a shape like that. You know what I mean? Like something that stands You're sexualizing out,
1: sexualizing her body. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh.
4: Um, uh, that's probably the only time I've been been around somebody and thought about it because like she wore one of those outfits. You know, and I was, like, leaving a speaking event. And I thought about it, but I didn't ask her. Like, I didn't try to give her a jacket or nothing. You know what I mean? It was just you d- kinda, so
1: it sounds like you thought about it. You kept your feelings. You didn't try to, like, project that onto her.
4: Yeah, cause it, I like how you look. And obviously, <laughs> yeah. I invited you here because I want to hang out with you. Yeah, let's get to the hanging out. Yeah, you know. And this um, is this is the package that is coming in. So let I'm rocking But I'm in. also not the person who's like overly outfit. You got to look a certain way. Jamie right. wears suits every day, so he's probably very particular in that sense. Um, and me, more so, I want everybody to have what they feel most comfortable in, so I can see who you really are.
0: Right. Well, and, and well, I mean, to me, it's clear that Jamie cares about what other people think. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like just Thanks. even before that. Um, he cares about perception. Yeah. Uh, a lot. Yeah. i i I,
4: I, I did I, like it most with Mars, I guess, if I have to consider yeah. it most yeah. just because I don't really yeah. enjoy much with Greer. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, you just <laughs> see this. You're <laughs> hilarious. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out Nothing to Greer. Was that was, that
1: was, that really was weird. Yeah, that was was weird.
5: It.
4: You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure Greer takes great photos. Yeah. He was just creepy as shit. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. just like...
5: You know what got me? That chrome thumb fingernail. Oh, that was disgusting. <laughs> that is... Like, oh. yeah,
0: that was crazy. That was a little too much for me. That mm-hmm. joint was metallic. Yeah, uh, that joint was a little too much.
5: It was a lot. It was
4: a lot. It was um, a lot with Greer. Like, is he
0: thirty-five or twenty-five? Do we know? She's
1: twenty-seven. I don't know, I don't know how old Greer is. I don't but know. Greer, is he older or younger? He's probably. We 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 would imagine that Mars is probably he her Houston, around her age. Was very androgynous yes. in that way. We had a Houston.
0: Though. Oh yeah, Allen yeah, Houston. he, he can, definitely did. He definitely did. Had that throwback. Yeah, um, I like that. You know, I like the whole black dress storyline. I liked it. Um do you have any input on that one, Martin?
2: Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was all right. I actually like that Greer episode where he kind of takes on a date, probably because yeah. he took it to yes. uh, Brooklyn Academy of Music. Like I love yeah. going there. Oh, that's just that's your shit. Yeah. That was his best
4: one. you talking about when he she he was like at the uh the table and he was describing more about how he felt about Nolan. She was like drawing him from yeah. afar. That was well, yeah, probably, that was like, the episode. best Greer moment. Yeah, they almost made yeah. me like him, but I was, I held off.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Greer has, I think Greer has potential if he could, like, stop being so narcissistic, because he could see things in Nola, I think, that the other two really Truth. can't see Truth. at all. Truth, And he's, like, an expert as far as, like, beauty and finding, like, something within somebody. Mm-hmm. But he just gets in his own way with his narcissism. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Jamie has, like, any chance. He he definitely needs to go back to And his also, his, <laughs>
4: his narcissism could, like, like... Ah, never mind. What, what, what? Don't, I don't want to make grit deeper than he is, but like... Oh, okay. <laughs> so I feel like, you. you like, I'm not even going to give him that. No, I'm not saying <laughs> give him that, but it just could be like... Like you said, he knows how to find beauty in things. Yeah. You know, and he may use narcissism as his only means of like being tough, you know, like keeping mm. a... That's his barrier between him
0: and people. You know, mm. like...
4: You know what I'm saying? I
0: kind of, I think I kind of see what you mean.
4: Like, yeah. you know how some people may use arrogance yeah. as well, their yeah. barrier? Right. You know, like they project their ego and attitude off. and it's like, like Yeah, because yeah. they really don't want you to see that part. So that could be his barrier. Gotcha. Right? Like the narcissism yeah. is hiding. Well that that, that that makes
2: sense cuz I guess he was a kid from France or whatever and he right. came over here and he had, he was from a completely different culture mm-hmm. so instead of just acting tough like American kids he decided to just love himself All the way to down. an extent that's too much but exactly. still that makes a lot of I mean, sense. that does. That's, he a, did that's it in a very way good point. That, you
4: know, yeah. that matches his
0: industry. Right. That was a very good point. Um how about the the the, the, the pun intended the climax of her three lo- lovers, right? The the whole three-headed monster painting. What 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 was happening there? I mean, that's where I kind of like... I knew Mars was the smallest. You knew Mars was the smallest? Mm-hmm. Out, of, out of Well, the in the
1: original, like,
5: I said that she was... she was <laughs> What? Like, Interesting. He was the loudest. The smallest. Don't roll your eyes at me. I don't know I'm not roll my eyes at think. We're
4: talking about the painting at the end. The painting
3: yeah. With, yeah. The, with the with uh, Oh, it's for y'all. It's for yeah. you <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not <laughs> going to talk about that. your number man me. <laughs> uh,
1: well, if you... In the original, in the movie, like... Uh, oh, Greer right. actually says like that she was getting something different from all three of them and that she, he created this three-headed, six-arm, six-leg, three-penis monster. And right. so like you just you get to see the monster in um in the series as opposed to like him just speaking it as as um a monologue. So um I I thought it was interesting that we we even are talking about dick size cuz I never thought even thought about that. Right. I obviously of course. Like oh, like,
0: she said, "Of course. <laughs> like, <laughs> why wouldn't we talk like,
1: about Like, well, like in the first one, you you have to. She doesn't even really like Greer in the first one. She basically finds him annoying. Well, He's dicking her down. So like, I I knew that already. Right. You understand what I'm saying? I knew that. I knew that he probably was like. <laughs> I thought it was Jamie. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, because he was always the sweet one. He's that writing was, poetry. I just and, thought like, it was Jamie. Nah. I I knew no, that. You like, thought
0: it was Jamie. Ooh, that was what? That was the biggest? Yeah.
1: Oh, she, so what are you? No. Are you
0: saying that? Are you no, saying like? I'm saying I, I doesn't knew make, Greer was. No, I'm not you
1: know, saying. No, she well, that's,
0: that's how it just came off. I just wanted to be sure that's what, does, what you were no. saying. No,
1: I said that she. <sighs> what what Corey said all dick all the time. We just we about to go there again. So, uh... <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> hey, she. Hey. <laughs> so. so I, what I was saying is that, you know, if y'all listen to the episode of Society is when the dude got a big dick, you take some shit off of him that you won't take off a of dude that got a little dick. Mm. And <laughs> so
5: in the original <laughs> I don't know what she
3: <laughs> I know about it. Rob um laughing. So, <laughs> Rob laughing. so
1: I think, um I yeah, I've been there. It's so like you can so be really, really sweet, good. but at the end of the day, I'm like, you and your little dick not about to treat me like this. So you and your little dick. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> This is happening. So anyway, um, what I was saying is in the original, in the movie, Mm -hmm. she didn't even seem to really like Greer. She didn't seem to like him at all. It was just kind of like he was banging her back out. So that's why I'm saying I think it would be obvious in the way that she was interacting with them. She seemed to like him more in this iteration of the story than in the previous one, but I think it was obvious that he would be the one that she depicted as the most virile.
0: Okay. Hmm. Hmm.
1: I don't. I'm not saying that because you write poetry that you're not Beryl.
0: Okay, no, no, that's fair. I mean, I just wanted to make sure that's what you weren't saying. But what, what, what's your take on yeah, this? Yeah, because I would have had a response.
3: I would have been like, I mean, I know some poets. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I mean, I think it. It's funny because when um, Erica finished watching it, she texted me and she was like, "Bitch, Greer." <laughs> And I was like, oh, I I haven't gotten to that episode yet. So then I saw it. I was like, okay. I can see her point to how she would take Greer as the one that would be the biggest. That's what we're talking about. I'm being well doubt, Yeah. Um, that's what y'all are talking about. Yeah, <laughs> we're
1: having
4: a conversation. I mean, it's a
3: three-headed <laughs> just, monster. It's, it's all, Literally, nothing <laughs> else to discuss on the, on,
4: the, yeah. on the port. The. I well, we think can talk th- about the symbolism of the uh, paper. No, we can talk that about a lot of symbol. things. <laughs> <laughs> y'all talking about no, right. so You don't even want to it,
5: make eye contact with either one of us right now. So it was just funny to me that it flipped the strip because I just knew it was Jamie and then i knew mars was not because he's just too loud like usually you you're very you have to compensate overcompensate for something when you're, you're that loud right, and need attention, yeah. Right. So right. Inter- yes.
0: interesting. Yes. I'm sure there's some. I'm sure there's some <laughs> IG <laughs> so selfie takers that'll probably so much prove you wrong. We, no,
3: that's just our. Theory.
5: That's her. It's that's this, her opinion. Yeah. She like a loud. So yeah. much. That's oh,
3: not, she, that's That's not.
1: I didn't yeah. say that. I just. That's not my. So like I've heard my, a lot of stuff. They say I, girls I know, judge you
4: by your feet. I know how you skate.
1: I know a guy that's a big liar and he's real insecure, but he don't have no problems and he's real loud and he don't have no problems. So I don't. Who's lying though? No, I'm just See, saying that. You keep no, 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 that's <laughs> not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like that they're they're big and loud and it's like I need attention. I don't know, I know a dude like that. You oh. don't have no problems.
3: He, so. he but, I mean if that's your
1: experience, then you know law of averages. Maybe I just met the one. I don't
5: know. <laughs> so Interesting. No.
3: All right. Well.
5: So the symbolism, Rob.
4: Um Well she's <laughs> gotta have it, you know, as a series. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a lot of symbolism. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and Nah, nah.
0: nah That's nah, funny. Nah, I actually got him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Rob has a, a previous engagement, man, so he's got to.
4: Oh, yeah, well, I got to jet out, you know, but uh, I'm thankful that you guys invite me and continue to welcome me back. Yeah. I like doing this. Yeah, I like doing this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rob Hill Sr., Right, check me out oh. at Rob Hill Senior. Yeah, Instagram. a little bit of everything Instagram, YouTube, all of Twitter, that. Yep, make sure you order LinkedIn, through. you know, even LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn, okay, get you that know, money, Not some professional services. LinkedIn. No, uh,
0: <laughs> boy, but friend. yeah,
4: check me out. Just
0: Rob Hill hey, Senior. Nah, uh, thank you for joining us, man. Yeah, hug we'll somebody you. when you see somebody. Hey, I like that shirt too, man. Thank you got made make that shit in thank fat you. boy size. I rock. I'm <laughs> with it. Um, so, uh yeah, this three-headed monster. Especially since now he's leaving, we definitely don't want to keep talking about this shit. Um, <laughs> we
5: said the symbolism
3: for us. The symbolism, yeah. okay. okay. So, yeah, y'all did good. so it made sense. Yeah, when it when it, it, made all, sense. When it
0: all came out in the fold, mm-hmm. it made sense. Okay. Um. All right. Cool. Um, uh, is Spike Lee a feminist? Are you guys? Are we comfortable saying this?
1: I I said it on Facebook, and then people came for me like Spike, 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 mm-hmm. and so it was just kind of like things that he said and done in the past. I think that yes, yes, mm-hmm. I think that he is a very clear message of like giving women the empowerment to be sex positive, to be polyamorous, to take control of their sex lives, and to be unapologetically sexual beings, right? Mm-hmm. And not having the character get her comeuppance or not shaming her for being that way. Right. Which is initially like, um, she doesn't end up happy in the movie. Right. But she also doesn't end up ashamed in the movie. And I think like in this one, in the, in the making the choice of like, who do I want? She's like, I choose me or whatever. I think that he doesn't leave you with a bad taste in your mouth for Nola at all. Mm. And I think that it's, he's very clear in his messaging about sexual autonomy and feminism and the way that we treat women and the way that we perceive women and how we need to um, take women seriously as as full people. Mm-hmm. But the criticism that I got was based on things that he said in the past. And this is just how I feel about that. I think when it comes to marginalizations of any particular group, we all have blind spots, especially if we're not members of those marginalized groups and we have to give people the space to grow and learn.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, so I I heard an interview that he did. It was like, I don't know if it was the Today Show or whatever. He made such the the most brilliant point. You know, he said he made um he made She's Gotta Have it the original when he was twenty nine years old. Mm-hmm. He was not married. He did not have daughters mm-hmm. at that point. You know what I'm saying? So of course, of of course he's stepping into a space that's really I mean he had a sister he had a mother his, and his mother passed when he was very young. you know what I'm saying and he had grandma I'm sure he had female influences, but you know the, his understanding of the nuances and things like that that happened within in the female experience in the female experience wasn't as developed because he was not married and then you know th- we got to take in consideration that his wife uh, Tanya. Ta- you know Tanya Lee is uh, was a huge proponent for this show being you know sort of even even introduced as a series and uh, and carried out as such. So, uh, I mean, clearly there was a, a bigger message to be had that the original didn't really just sort of plateaued at and fell off. And there's more to it than what's in this 86-minute film, you know. And I think that that was probably, uh, you know, a huge genesis for this is wanting to really get into that painting a little bit more.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean the basis of him the basis of feminism, right, is the belief that men and women are equal mm-hmm. and should be equal. Mm-hmm. And I think when you take that, yeah, of course he's a feminist. I think most people would believe that's a belief that most people would have. Even if they don't do it, I think most people would want to do it. Right. So, yeah, I think he's a feminist.
3: Okay.
0: Good, good, good. Um, this is something I do want to cover in this that is not on this beautiful outline that Lizzie made because we actually missed it to me and our Spike Lee. Um, We missed it in our Spike Lee filmography Mm -hmm. series. Mm -hmm. We didn't really talk about the importance of his music Mm. in his filmography, and I think the music we would be... Remiss. Yeah, yeah. if we did not mention his use of music in this particular series, which to me was was brilliant. I think into the vein of preserving the art and the culture of using the actual album covers, sometimes Mm -hmm. as transitions... Um, but he
1: shazammed it for you in the film. I love it. Uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah that's it. It's you like don't you know, even I'm have not to even gonna make you look for this. This is yeah, what it is. Yeah,
0: this is you know, this is what we would have had to do before technology. So this is what it is. And I thought that that was just such a brilliant touch. At some point in time, you just it wasn't. It wasn't okay. The idea of it, if somebody would have told me that, it would have sounded very jarring. But seeing it, it was just so. It just fit the mm-hmm. tone of what we were watching and we, then you be-
1: you started looking for it
0: yeah you started looking for mm-hmm. it um so I, I i really appreciated that obviously there was a lot of um you know you know prints in there um yes. there was a lot of print symbolism in a lot of places you know she was wearing a 1999 shirt one episode i mean obviously the whole dance the montage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah episode 10 yeah but yeah. well,
1: prince did the soundtrack for girl six and i think that they at some point we're probably really close. Well,
0: yeah, I think it's I think it's clear that they had a great I mean, he does, you know, Prince parties, you know what right. I'm saying? Like I think it, I think you know, Prince was a huge uh influence in his life or it, he definitely had appreciation for him as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um um so yeah, any, anything else you guys want to add about the music? Because the music was like a whole character to it me. It was
5: really dope, like especially the album covers. I mean, I should Shazam stuff before he showed the album cover. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need to figure this out. Right. He top. likes that
1: Cody Chestnut yeah. song. He's used it in something else before, too. Mm. I can't remember what it was. You know what song I'm talking about? Mm-mm. I can't think of the name of it. But it's, it's like Cody Chestnut and um The Roots.
0: Oh, uh, that's off the uh the guitar- album?
1: It, I don't know. It's got that guitar riff in it, but he's used it in something else before. Like, he really likes that song. Okay.
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, the Seed, I think, right?
1: Mm, yeah, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, The
2: Seed 2.0, I think.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah uh, I you know, a lot of scenes, you knew what the character was feeling and thinking. Very or, so. you know, a lot of foreshadowing or whatever the case may be just because of the music. So uh, kudos to Spike for that. And then... Um
1: that Michelle and Diego Ocello song, like um was it like You Make a Fool of Me? Oh <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was just amazing yeah. and perfect. That
0: was yeah, that was perfectly placed. It was perfectly placed. Um and do we wanna before we start to wrap this up, do we wanna talk about this the cemetery scene? the 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 whole paying homage to black artists I loved
1: that and hated it at the same time Why is it like I loved it because it gave me the warm fuzzies but it was very heavy handed at the same time and I cried at the end of it like I was feeling all nostalgic and then he got to to Betty and Malcolm and I was just like
5: oh. Betty and Malcolm <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> see, It's totally different for me because I, I grew up in New Orleans so mm. we look at it totally different So what do you mm. What do you It's feeling? more like it's celebration It's not sad Right Like and when she did the little thing for Miles,
0: yeah, miles Davis, it oh. was right up my First alley. First of all, he had the b- most boss-ass graves. Yeah, like, <laughs> <tombstone>. <laughs> was, I was like, oh, was like, It would be Miles, yeah. Of and course, see, and see, and then in
5: New Orleans, most of the cemeteries are um, above ground, so there's the you have Yes, to him, yeah. because yeah. it's below sea level, so to see yeah. that, it felt like home. But it felt like home. I was yeah. just like, that's and that's how you do it. Like her going there and taking time and being with them, and yeah. giving was her super dope. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I, I like the trumpet and yeah. then when she put the pen down for yes. James Baldwin. Mm-hmm. I was like, James oh, Baldwin this is was great. dope, yeah. Yeah, I, I really love that scene. That that scene made episode nine my favorite episode. Yeah. Really.
1: I love, well, I I think he so he opened that scene with like fuck two thousand sixteen cause so many people died, yes. right? Yes. And then it's it, it transitioned into her um, paying her respects and showing love with the single roles on their Mm -hmm. gravestones and stuff. And so I liked it. I thought it was heavy handed and Mm -hmm. it went on a very long time, but I did like it. And I was like, well, who's coming next? Who's coming next? I Mm -hmm. wanted to see that. Um, That episode is my favorite because of how it started. And then to, you know, 2016 and I would say like the past few years, we have all this um, news and, you know, social issues with police brutality. And so Mm -hmm. she started it with, like, fuck 2016, and then she ended it with, you know, a scene with, like, police relations mm-hmm. and black folks. So mm. he, not she. Mm-hmm. So I th- I thought I, that was my favorite episode, too, because of those two things, about the depiction of the black woman as a protector and the lover of the black man, and then to him paying homage to those, you know, who come before us, whose shoulders we sit on. I thought it was really dope. Right.
0: Any any thoughts on it, Martin?
2: Um, yeah, yeah. I really, I really like that scene. I, I thought it went on too long, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought it was cool. <laughs> it, seemed, it seemed too long yeah. until
5: you realized how many people that yeah. he was showing. So, yeah. they were yeah. like, oh, wow. So, it w- it was like a long, drawn-out instrumental, liked- but then you're like, oh.
1: And I like that he showed which cemeteries they were in, mm-hmm. so that if you want to yeah, go, go, go pay see. your respect, yep. you can, yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. that
0: was That was pretty dope. Um, where do we see this story going? Do we see it? Do we see a season two? Is there a need for a season two? I
1: feel like he cleaned it up at the end. Yeah. I feel like we just could have case. it, but we don't necessarily need
0: it. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was it was like just in case we have green light, we have access and entry points into a second season, uh, but just in case this is it, we're done. You know. Yeah. I, it, I, I we, felt like that after I watched and it. And
1: I appreciate that though, because so many series like leave you with a cliffhanger to try to force your hand to to continue this story, and when you don't get that, like it makes you feel all fucked up. Yeah, so
0: I agree. I think it. I think it'd be dope if he kind of like took season. If if there was an opportunity for season two, if he kind of took it and infused more girl six into it, mm. like like we go into a girl sixes, girl six esque storyline somehow. You know, I I just think that would be dope if like if you know, if, we're, if
1: we're if we're talking about women and sexual empowerment, then yes, what I would like to see. And this is probably really far fetched. It's him do like anthology series from like his movies from the eighties. Period. Oh, I think that that would be, be dope. I'd love and because he started with She's Got to Have It. I'd love to see like School Days yeah. next. That school actually days. School Days would be dope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Be dope.
0: yeah, that actually makes more sense to be honest. Because
1: I feel like there's room for Fellas Five Fellas and G Five G right now mm-hmm. with HBCUs mm-hmm. being so popular, and I feel like we could have all those characters right now in similar situations and care about them just as much and flesh them out
0: just as much. That oh, would be really good. That would actually
2: be very dope. I think it would be look, dope. Look,
1: look, we, yeah. look, let's put in the call, like, the pitch it. Be like, swipe my ideal.
0: He'd be like, I'm already on it. We already <laughs> shot
1: <laughs> he's, it. He's like, he's like right. He's like, whatever, I got it.
2: <laughs> I, I think it would be dope, but I think it's going to cover a lot of the same ground as, like, Dear White People. No, because Dear
1: White People said it at Ivy it, League. I yeah. it said it
2: at Ivy, but it's still about, like, black students and – uh, the college or whatever. Like, I think it's still going to deal with like a lot of the same. Things. I get what you mean.
1: Yeah, but you know I how you I mean. was saying on the Bernie Sands episode like, my earliest recollection of like HBCUs in film is school days. School days. And my earliest recollection of like, um, BGLOs is school days so I think like yes and no like I think that you're right like in terms of like the black experience in college but I think like the black experience at an IVPWI is completely different than it is at HBCU and I think Mm -hmm. that if if he approached it in the same way that he approached school days and just like we said fleshed it out it would it wouldn't be the same as the quad and it would be you know I'd give you that same college feel as dear white people but it's the characters are different characters, and they're a different experience. But I see what you're saying, like a movie that we fleshed out and made the characters live on.
2: I think he would have to get like a lot of young writers, because I think with this series, I don't think there's many writers like under thirty years old. Like you think, I think the dialogue suffers? Yeah, the dialogue yeah. for yeah. sure, for sure, for sure. Uh,
0: but uh, you know, I think that's almost to be expected. Almost I, to be expected. With I despite. think
1: that I think he could do the he could do the anthology, and I think like. Just sitting here, you know, rolling it around in my brain, I think that there's significance for him to be able to do school days, and I think that there's significance for him to be able to 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 flesh out the characters also and to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I think
5: all of that is super relevant still.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: I think it's just good for the culture. Bring it back.
0: Right, bring yeah. it back yeah, for the culture.
5: And like with Rob earlier, just seeing how he didn't know certain things. Right. We're teaching a whole new generation about... The history of it. Oh, right. Yes.
0: Agreed. Yes. And, agreed.
5: And to your point, though, the history of
1: it and that kids have this idea that things were so long ago mm-hmm. and that our experiences that they see us, like, talking about in, in, in retrospect were so long ago. Yeah. It's like something even, like, the move tragedy in Philly, like, happened mm-hmm. the, probably the same year that, I think, 1986, 87, the same time as She's yeah, Gotta Have It came out. And we don't think about, like, the police bombing a, a house in Philly as something in that happened 80s. in our yeah. lifetime. Yeah. And, like... I think that that puts it into perspective for us that like things that happen, like you know um, the the bus boycotts and all that stuff like happening when our when our parents were children mm-hmm. and it's it's not that we're not so far we're removed far, from no, it and I think that kids feel like that's so far in the past yeah. so I think that sometimes like kids are probably experiencing things from our childhood the same way right. So I think point? it's I think it's relevant, and I think it's worth doing. That's very
0: dope that that really honestly, somebody should really pitch that to him if if Netflix not already...
1: would pay for anything at this point, like yeah,
0: and I'm, I would be very curious to see I wish we can get our hands on the analytics from mm-hmm. his from his show to see you know what kind of response, how many people were watching. Cause I get mixed reviews. I get I some. Do too. I, I get some people that are like, "Yo, I couldn't fucking deal with mm-hmm. this shit." And Shout out get, to you, Marcus. <laughs> and <laughs> Marcus. then, I, and then, and then, there's people that loved it, and there's people that are indifferent about it. You know, um, um,
1: I'm finding that a lot of people are not familiar with with um, the film. Yeah,
0: yeah,
3: agreed.
1: And so I think that the nostalgia was there for me to be excited about it. And people like asked me. My friend Sherry was like, "Yo, like, are you gonna watch it? She's gotta have it. It's coming out tomorrow, mm-hmm. the day before Thanksgiving. She's like, I'm really excited about it." But you know, I like Spike. So, um, you know, reintroducing these characters in a timely manner when it's still relevant, I think, speaks to the quality of his messaging. However, heavy-handed or you want to take it or leave it, or however you feel about it, speaks to the timelessness of what he's talking about and the importance of the messaging. So, yeah, yeah agree, agree. I'm here for
0: it. Yeah, and I, and yep, and I personally feel like um, that. Uh, yeah, he had he there was an absolute opportunity to. Resculpt, yes, and and I think he took full advantage of it. Uh, I think you know. I feel like if people were to reintroduce, reassert, or assert themselves into this series, I feel like it's a better entry point in a Spike Lee than she's got to have at the original. Yeah, uh, you probably feel more remiss to go back and like to deal with the rest of his catalog based upon what you're seeing here. Absolutely, and the way he handles the material. Um, uh, all right. I I think that just about concludes it. I mean, I. We missed a shitload, but uh, I mean, we're 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 hitting on two hours, man. So yeah. we don't want to bore you guys to death. We know that we missed a lot. Um, anything you guys are excited about seeing?
5: Me, uh, yeah. Star Wars, my dude. Black Panther, of course. Yeah. Black Panther, Star <laughs> yeah.
0: Wars. Okay, the regular, the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) good talk. That was (laughs) good. Good talk. Um, All right. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for sticking with us through the she's got to have it episode. Hopefully, you were amongst the supporters of it when it came out uh, Thanksgiving Day, and hopefully, you still are supporting. Um, obviously, if if you follow us, you know we're on the Spike Lee train. So, I'm going to. Oh, real quick, Rob. Just to reiterate, reiterate, Rob Hill Senior. He had to step out, uh, but you can find him on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook. All social media at Rob Hill Sr. Uh, He just dropped a book maybe about a month ago called Truce. Um, I don't want to get into the subtitle of Truce because I don't know it right off the top. But uh, Healing after something. Yeah, healing (laughs) after heartbreak, I think. Yeah. um, Or disappointment, healing after disappointment, I think. Uh, Truce, T-R-U-C-E. Go to RobHillSenior.com. Make sure you support uh, that book. He has plenty other, I mean, he has a pretty full, plush, uh, you know, what do they call those, bookology? (laughs) <laughs> a book series, a book library. Lazy, help me I out here. I'm known, I would have
3: known.
1: I would have known the the name until you started catalog, saying. Words. That's the word catalog. I use catalog. catalog. There you go. There
0: he you has go. he has a pretty we nifty catalog there, man. Um Pretty so, good book
1: too. I read
0: it twice. Okay, so yeah. I haven't jumped into it. I have to finish. I'd
1: ask the bar for you, but I feel like I need to pay for it. So you I'm need to pay for, it. It. Yeah, pay for it. it. I'm not gonna let you it's borrow it. It's on my Amazon. Yeah, I'm not I'm gonna, gonna order copy. it. I got you, Rob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's also a book by Rob Hill Senior. I, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I got that one too. Yeah,
5: yeah.
0: <laughs> That's pretty dope. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, so yeah. So just make sure you go and support him. And and again, that was Rob Hill Senior. So and Mike is now over to Rashika. Um,
5: Rashika. On Instagram, R-A-S-H-E-K-A-B. Also my business page, Stiletto Sows on Instagram. Nice. All
1: right. And as always, I'm young Leazy Y-U-N-G-L-E-E-Z-Y on Instagram. Um, you can check me out at Twitter. I'm really there, but sometimes I have fun shit to say at same O C S A M E O L E C E E. And you know, I'm on, I'm on all the things. Nice.
2: Uh, follow kind of movie critics at Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't and, even uh, know what there.
3: He's sat up too. He's ready to tell I
2: you. Like
0: not giving you my plugs though. I'll re- I'll redo the kind of movie critics. But you can follow me at filmmaking uh, treezy on Instagram as treezy t r e e z y and filmmaking trees on Twitter. Uh, but then also find, follow the kind of movie critics on Twitter and Facebook or excuse me Instagram Facebook at kind of movie critics uh, k i n d a movie critics. And, um, on Twitter at kind of movie crits. Uh, yeah, man, or or you find us on any hashtag involving the letters KMC, KMC podcast, well, KMC watch list. Like we're, you know, we got a bunch of, we're we're popping out here in the streets, man. So, uh, and then also make sure you subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google play, uh, our YouTube channel, whatever, you know, whatever you, you deem necessary, whatever your, uh, choice of receiving, uh, What are these things called? Podcasts? Yeah, anyway, so I'm out. Uh, (laughs) Remember, we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are and we're kind of not. We're just a bunch of people that like to
3: watch movies and television shows. This has been an On Air Network production.